do not adjust your radio dial. You are tuned in to the Mark Order Podcast. I hear nothing. I also hear nothing. I just saw Ant dancing, and now I can't hear Ant. Oh, no. Yeah, Ant's gone. You just have a green screen. Ant's gone. I'm still in my temporary setup because my internet is still being worked on. We are not the high-level technology crew that we normally are. What is an ant without a soundboard? There it is. No. There we go. That's weird. I was here the whole time. I was talking too. You couldn't hear anything? No. Weird. But the important part is that you're back, buddy. Well, anyway, it is Wednesday night. You know what that means. It's time the mark order podcast it's episode 123 for us episode 200 for dynamite uh and money's here i guess ryan's here ryan uh, is here ryan had a green screen for a while i saw that yeah he was finding the picture he didn't find one he liked so you just went with you just went this with jared and Kesha? I'm still searching, but I wanted to have something up. You put up the wrong match. You should have put up the triple, the trios match card behind you. This is the one that popped up when I searched what I was searching. You okay. shouldn't be putting up just any match. You should do better. It was AEW Dynamite 200, and of all the episodes, this is the one you fucking phone it in for? Yeah, man. Do better, Ryan. Do better, Ryan is right. Be better. (laughs) Pro Wrestling Podcast gets it. That's well, (laughs) sure. I'm not looking at the chat. Sorry, I I closed the wrong window. Uh, Hi, Gordon Post. Hi, Pro Wrestling Podcast. Hi, Asian Joe. Hello, everybody else who may be checking in at some point. What is that now behind you? Boom goes the dynamite. All right, we'll take it. Was that one that you originally used, Ryan? No, that, that's brand new for me tonight. That's why I didn't want to reuse any. You should have found the very first one you used and reused that. Kind of like they're using female wrestlers, but we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. You're the only one against that, I should point out. Yeah, well, if you ask me, it uh, it has something to say about how they feel about Jamie Hayter. Or not Jamie Hayter, Tony Storm. Excuse me. But uh, how's everybody doing? Weird. We're good. But good. Weird. Yeah. Why weird? Because my head has hurt all day, and also been making some some changes to the old health. Remember when I got like all fit and skinny, and I was vegan for a minute, and yeah, then I too. 
yeah. And then I stopped being vegan and I gained all that weight back. I was like, I should probably go back to at least like, and plus my doctor yelled at me. He was like, you have to eat a vegetable sometimes <laughs> every now and then. And I was like, all right. And then typical Kate fashion, I was like, what if I ate all the vegetables? Um, and I started my DDP again, so I feel great. But it is like a, it's a, it changes things when you start taking care of yourself after neglecting yourself for the better part of eight months. So good in that regard. Um, but it definitely will... like my energy and stuff is like, it's so much more even now that I'm like mm -hmm. almost not used to it. It's a very odd thing. It will, you will even out, uh, not even out. I'm sorry. You, it will eventually be normal. You know what I mean? So like yeah. any changes in energy or body aches, pains, things like that. Um, it'll, it'll become normal at some point. So. Yeah. It's just not, it, it's been like, I'm on like day three of like actually yeah. taking care of myself. So it's going to be, it'll be a weird rest of the week. Um, yeah. Well, also, that, there's just there's just always something. I hate to be like nondescript, but there's always just silliness in in life. Some I mean, good silliness, some bad good silliness. It's for you to describe so, or not, and if you're not going to, that's fine. We're not going to push you. I'm going to abstain from doing so publicly. Okay, now, I'm going to push uh, you later, but we'll see. Push first. Hold on. Oh, wrong one. SJ saying you're doing awesome on your oh DDP thank you it's only day three so let's not get too congratulatory because yeah uh it's only day three but I feel really good about it because it was like even from the first day that I went back to it I was like oh my god like this program especially starting off like it I'm gonna sound we're gonna sound like we're gunning for a sponsorship we're back to that gimmick but like it really is unbelievable how much just like you can just mod stuff if you can't do it um mm -hmm. and because like the beginner workouts are so much shorter in time that like i'm like i can convince myself to do a 26 minute workout including warm down like come right. on like i i think um i don't know and it's just felt really good and, and yoga is such a different beast of anything else because it's like I, I don't know I think having non scale related goals like with flexibility and balance and stuff is something that's really healthy for me because I don't get in my head about like you're a piece of shit you didn't lose two pounds this week you only lost a pound and a half like because that's where my head goes so having yeah. stuff that's like oh I can do I can actually do that thing I couldn't do a week ago like and hold this pose or whatever like progress like that is something that's really good just like for how I work personally so it's just felt really good, even though it's only been a few days back. Like, I'm very, very excited that um, I picked it back up again and remained subscribed. Plus, it got me back in the Wizards Discord, which I, like, tend to neglect more than I should. So now that I'm posting in there every day, I'm, like, back in, in those conversations a little bit more, which is nice. I will say this. It is a hard mindset to change, right? Because everybody's always looking for the changes in the scale. And it's yeah. not, that's not always where you see the changes. It's sometimes you'll see it in the scale. You'll see it, you know, you might see it big, you know, like your first week, like you might be like, woo, down seven pounds. And then you'll like freeze, you know, for like a week or you'll only be like one pound, two pounds, you know, like whatever. Um, 
but it's like, not. I'm that person that as soon as I hit any sort of plateau, I'm like, well, forget it. Like no. I've, I'm clearly a piece of shit and so no. I will never lose another pound again. Like that's where my head goes. So like to your point, non-scale things are really good for me. It's like you brain. said, I couldn't, I didn't know I could do this. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, I can, you know, like do this pose. Right. Like, and I couldn't do it three weeks ago. That's a non-scale victory. Oh, like, uh, you know, I can drop a size in, you know, my jeans or my t-shirt, like that's a non-scale victory. If you're not seeing the numbers change, your body's changing. Right. But that is, I, I agree with you, Kate, as somebody who's clearly dealt with this for a long time and <laughs> had to get surgery to deal with it. Um, the, the mindset of the scale victories is the, like the hardest thing to overcome. It's, it's brutal because I like measurable things too. Of course. So like, Oh, but I also, God, I sound like such a fucking little self-help whatever, but like, have you ever heard of the book Atomic Habits? Mm, I feel like I have, but I haven't read it. It's like the only self-help book that I've ever found like really helpful. Like, and it talks about how goal setting like that can actually be really dangerous because of two things. One, if you hit the goal, you're like, oh, well, I hit my goal. Guess I can go back to eating ice cream or whatever the fuck again. Right. Or if you don't hit your goal, like you ignore the fact that goals are set for direction purposes and not like if you hit it, you're a giant failure kind of thing. So like that was something that was like really freeing to read about of just like, if you praise the number instead of the habit, <clears throat> you get in the mindset of just like, well, I failed. Like if you, if your goal is to lose 25 pounds and you lose 24 your head goes to like, oh, I'm a failure instead of like, right. look how far I came. So if it's just a, that book is really interesting. So when I picked that back up and all of this, uh, it, it was just like all kind of came together for, for this week. So it's good, but it's just been like a yeah. typical, typical Kate fashion. Let me put all my habits in place at once. <laughs> it's a lifestyle change. Those are, those are tough. They are. Those are tough. Well, good. Keep it up, Kate. Keep it up. Thanks, Aunt. Ryan, you don't work out. That's what your thing says. Uh, um, you guys were going heavy into it, and I'm not currently working out at the moment. So Neither I am I, to be honest, to but I have to get back on it. Tony's. Oh, I should be. I'm not saying that it's a good thing I don't. I ghosted Tony. You ghosted Tony? I just stopped, and I got to. Wow. I just need to join the gym. Yeah, I just have to get back. I mean, my whole schedule has changed now, like for the third time in fucking three months. So you guys are going to get there. I have faith. I'm at that stage where like, I know when I go back to work out how much worse I'm going to be than the last time I did it. Mm-hmm. And I hate that. Yep. Been there. That's, that's another thing. Just like the, the scale victories, right? Ryan, like that's a tough thing. Cause I felt the same way when I went back to the gym, I'm like, I'm only doing this much. I used to be able to do this much. And like, all these other people, like these scrawny little kids can do more. But honestly, that's that's not it. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just journey. Yeah, like I was never the strongest guy in the gym, but I was always pretty OK. So then to go back and be like, I'm nowhere near that now. It's like, oh, that hurts. Yeah. But I mean, you push through it like that's all it is. You got to yeah. sort of get through it. You're going to be sore for like a week or two and then that's it. People push through it. I walk away. We all have our solutions. 
Come on, Ryan. I you you it. Samoa Joe it is what you do. Yeah, I Samoa Joe it. I, just no. a walk away spot. <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of uh, Samoa Joe, uh, anybody uh, check out uh, Twisted Metal? I did. I really liked it. Yeah, I had I the cock on. Things. I had the cock out and was staring at it. And uh, well, we have a title for the episode. <laughs> staring at the the cock. Yeah, I was on the train. The train. I had the cock out. I was staring at it. You had your cock out on the train. Listen, anywhere you can get the cock is where you're going to get it. So, um, I'll say this: I thought he was he, his character was probably the best part of that show. I really liked Anthony Mackie. I thought he was awesome. I know some people think he's too much into the puns, but I just really liked him. But no, Joe's uh, physical work was amazing. He probably could have voiced it, but it still would have been dubbed. Like you can't have him because yeah. with a mask you couldn't have him voice live, but he he managed to physically match up to the scene perfectly. So he was a, he was a great call. I'll say this, Ryan, since I have a feeling Kate didn't watch uh, Twisted Metal, I did not. It has not been picked up again yet. I know it's only been out for like a week and a half or two weeks or something like that, but they definitely left it in a place where. Season two's gotta happen. <laughs> like, uh, we'll see. My God, Wait, can I watch it or will I be scared? It's not a scary thing. Okay, well no, he looks scary, all. so I don't know. No, it, here's all it is, Kate. You know, Mad Max, like post-apocalyptic, like everybody's sort of looking for like food and water and stuff like that. It's sort yeah. of like that. Okay, well that I can do. Yeah. When they released the There's, trailer, it seemed like there was a whole lot of murder involved. And I mean, there that, is, there is, okay, but it's not well, scary murder. Not my greatest. No, it's, it's not, not scary murder. <laughs> no, it's not scary. You always know when the stuff is happening. Like, there's never like that. Like, oh no. You guys sometimes and, underestimate what a pussy I am. I think it's <laughs> it's so unrealistic that you almost can't be scared. It really but if is. I'm scared of clowns. No, oh, I'm scared of clowns. Hate clowns. He looks like a clown in it, though. It's just a mask. He's not a real clown. Doesn't well, what is a clown but just face paint? Clowns are evil. I don't like clowns. But he's not a traditional clown. Like he's not a clown who, like you know, does kids' birthday parties and like some of these other horror clowns are actual clowns, right? Kind of wanted Samoa Joe to do my birthday party, so now I'm sad. Thanks, Wouldn't Anna. it be great? Boy, That'd you be don't, awesome. You don't want fucking sweet tooth to do your uh birthday party trust me no i did not you should watch it um i didn't love it i didn't hate it i thought joe was great i thought some of the other characters are very annoying i did like the preacher ryan uh jason mantukas he's fantastic he's amazing in everything he does i liked the main stars i like mackie mm. i like stephanie beatrice as her character i liked uh what is his name? Was it John Haven Church or whatever his name is to place the Thomas sheriff? Thomas Haven Church, yeah. Thomas Haven Church. With and I liked name. Joe. They were all awesome. I also, before Mr. we... Mr. Mackey's I'm gonna forget. Yeah. yeah, Mr. Mackey. Sorry, Mr. Mackey, I'm kind. Okay. We won't let it happen again, Mr. Mackey, I'm kind. <laughs> I don't want to forget this comment, but I think you can relate. Doc uh, said he spent too much money on wrestling figures tonight. And I saw, he, he posted his receipt. He spent a lot. Was it in a physical store? I don't know where he got it from. Like, it was an online receipt, so no. Oh. Is the I, Jim Briscoe one out? Because that's just going to... 
I don't know what's out to order yet. Uh, a lot of times Matt is the one who's like, hey, these are out. Um, I have to still get the hook, the Sammy, and the last batch of whatever they were, unrivaled or unmatched, that they announced at San Diego. I have to order those still. San Diego. Stands for a whale's vagina. <laughs> um, those Ring doesn't of Honor it, figures are going to break my mean St. Diego? No, no. No. <laughs> when in Rome. Do as the Romans do. It's an expression. <laughs> yes, go on. She's so underrated in that. <laughs> By the way, I'll see this about uh, clowns. Marky Mark Kayfabe says clowns are real. Have you ever seen killer clowns from outer space? Nope. Nope. You guys have never to... seen killer clowns from outer space? No, I was supposed to watch it for a movie podcast and we couldn't do it because I am a scaredy cat. I don't like clowns. It's comical. It doesn't it's matter. Can I? I'll Are you afraid it? of the dark ruined clowns for me? Oh, come on. I'll spill this for you. That movie is the reason that the doctor is afraid of clowns. Really? I guess when he was very young, he saw it. Or like it was on TV. And I guess my dad was like, yeah, you can watch that. And I mean, it was like when I say TV, my parents never my parents never paid for for like premium cable, like HBO and all that shit. So it would have it would have been on regular television. Damn. And he was allowed to watch it and that scared the shit out of him. So understandable. It's comical. I, a gal in her mid thirties have the same sensibilities as your brother at like probably eight. <laughs> oh my God. You have to, uh, you have to watch that movie. Are you afraid of the dark ruined clowns for me? Are you afraid of the dark? No, but they ruined clowns. That stupid episode where the kids stole the clown nose <gasps> and a random Joe Walsh appears. Ooh, we got feet yeah. on the screen. Maybe we'll get some, some views. Yeah, from send on, send some money in. That's why I put the wide camera on tonight. Cause I had to get the full view. Hi, Joe Walsh. He's he can't hear you unless he puts his earbuds in. Who's doing some Rob Van Dam shit behind you. He knows he watched tonight. He's not, uh, he's not, uh, he's not mic'd up or anything, but he's putting earbuds in. Part of me I, wishes we didn't acknowledge him and he was just he just got progressively weirder in the back. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like he took his shirt <laughs> off and then like, you know, he's just in his underpants doing work and waiting for me to finish so he can go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. No, that'd be back there. No, I see I was going like all of a sudden a giant knife comes out and you just feel like he's just looking ah. at it, spinning it. It's all right. I've got Jay White. A switchblade? Jay White. That's right. It's not going to defend you against the giant butcher knife that he has. Okay. Well, I have another knife. It's not a switchblade, but it's close. Why do you have so many knives? Well, a uh, small child one, in the house. This one uh, has my name on it, and I didn't, I didn't remember. Uh, but apparently, this was because I was a best man at the doctor's. Ah, uh, okay. This wasn't my only gift, though. I don't know if this is gonna. Maybe it will. Hold on. I do have two cameras hooked up, so maybe I can. Kevin, do the camera cut. Go. Hold on, hold on. Uh, I'm trying to get this to work. I've never tried to do camera cuts. I don't want to be dealing with that. I've never tried this. Let's see if this will work. Oh, boom! Two cameras. 
Oh my God. Stereo ant monies. See that? Ooh, okay. That, the winged eagle. <laughs> that's the winged eagle. Yep. That was my, that was a, a gift. That was like a best man gift. That's a good best yeah. man gift. I think, Guys. I think. We were... Oh, Joe Walsh checking in. Good evening. Well, well, well. Good day, governor. Uh, so, uh, I think we were at WrestleMania, the second one they did at, um, they did at the MetLife Stadium. And, um, I think he was, he was like, we were setting up the tailgate and he was like, oh, can you grab this thing out of the trunk? And I went to grab it and it was sitting in the trunk. And he was like, that's yours, pal. And I was like, awesome. But But I got him. I was going to get that for him when he was uh, my best man, but they weren't selling that replica. So I got him the, um, I got him the unified world championship, the unified heavyweight championship, the one Very that Jericho nice. won. So maybe we can get Cody Rhodes a winged eagle belt because he's never going to win it. <laughs> I have thoughts on that too because I've been reading about what's going on. What'd you say? I laugh because you <laughs> you don't watch. Like I've been reading about what's going on. I do because I look at I look at what's going on out there. It's the same thing. I don't watch football. But I read ESPN and other sports sites, so I see what's happening. I saw that they re-signed Saquon Barkley. It's not going to help us, but they re-signed him. Yeah. You know? Just like uh, the Yankees didn't do anything uh, at uh, the trade deadline, and I watched baseball, and that infuriated me. So that I think is correct. Your GM is not good. We could, it could be worse. We could be the Mets. You could be, but at least they understand that they're not going to win at all. My favorite part of that was the fact that he said, it's not a fire sale. We are not fire sailing. And then he fire sales the whole fucking thing. 100% fire sale, dude. When, as soon as Canna went, I was like, well, it's a fire sale. Like, yeah. it's over. You've given up. I oh, well. half thought they were going to get rid of uh, the shortstop. I can't remember what's his fucking face. I don't know. I'm I'm so bad with names. I know. I can't remember either. Anyway. uh, All right, Ryan, you don't work out. Nothing else is new. Lindor, that's it. Thank you. You don't work out anything else. I don't work out. Walk in the club. I'm just reading what his nameplate says. Well, it started with Holy Sheeta. I'll put it back. Do whatever you want, man. Do whatever you want. Look at Joe Walsh in the background. He's just working. He's just working. He is. Like a working. mouse. I gave him, I, I have him. He's trying to figure out how to work. I'm the, probably not helping that I'm in his room talking. He's well, looking he's at porn. What are you studio. talking about? He, if he starts. Yeah, he's if, watching us. He's, he's staring at the cock. That's it. Oh. That's it. He's got it up. Yeah. Maybe I was wrong on, on how much Doc spent. He said he got 15 for less than 140. Dang. I'll have to check it out, but half of them I might already have. So. Nice. Well, I know some of them are WWE, which you don't collect. No. And the only reason I don't collect them is because I wasn't in from the start. So which like, is fair. Right. It's, a, it's a, a lot. 
there's like 12 Liv Morgan figures. You know what I mean? Like you're deep in. <laughs> and I can't find one to Anthony niece. Somebody who's listening to this show has to be able to help me. Don't send me the ringside links because it's a wish list item. They don't fucking have it either. If you have a Tony niece action figure from his WWE days, please DM us. I'll pay you for it. You don't need to send me a gift. I'll pay you for it. Just hit me up. DM us, please. This is a plea for me. I've been looking for Slide this. Slide into the thing. DM. Slide in the DMs. By the way, have you seen that commercial? I saw it three times tonight during the broadcast for whatever it is. Uh, some some insurance where it's like, oh, new homeowners are becoming their parents. Oh, um, yes. That's an old commercial. Well, there's a thousand different ones of them, but the the one where they're t talking about, you know, internet etiquette or whatever, or social media etiquette, and the guy goes, um, hey, uh, what does it mean to slide into the DMs? That sounds fun. I want to do that. And the guy's just like, okay, we are not ready for that. Cracks me every time. Pops me hard. It's a good one. Uh, anyway. All right. If we got nothing else to talk about, we could certainly Let's talk about wrestling. We could Let's talk about wrestling. dive in. Oh, uh, can we just see Ryan? Have you learned? Have you done your homework this week? Do you know? Have you practiced your Aussie open or should we wait till later? We'll wait till later. We'll see if I get it right or not. Okay. I just wanted to make sure you were practicing all week, right? All week. Okay. We'll see. Where's your microphone? All week. That's better. It does float up, Kate. I know. It's a it's a floater. <laughs> it's a floater. He is also staring at the cock. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. If we're He's not staring at the cock, pain. what are we doing? He's doing it in his own bedroom. <laughs> anyway, um, let's run through the results real quick on Rampage. I did not see Rampage. I was in Phil. I wasn't in Philadelphia, but I was out. They had that uh, tag team battle royal which none of us can understand why they were doing another battle royal, but they did it. And uh, Big Bill and Brian Cage win, so they're going to get a shot at the champions, whoever that's going to be after Collision. We'll talk about Collision in a second. But Big Bill and Brian Cage, folks, they're your next losers, no matter who wins those titles. They're, they're a fun winners. little duo. They are, but what's the point? Like, that's what I don't understand anymore. We're, I'm getting to the point... I seem awful crotchety tonight, by the way. I don't know why. You're allowed to be. You are awful crotchety tonight. But what's the point? Don't give me this bullshit either, you two, where it's like, oh, it's fun. Yeah. Because one of you two, or both of you two in the past, you are in such dad mode. Have told me. Listen, you two. You hate when they do this and they pair these teams together that make no sense when you have so many teams that need that are established who don't get any pushes this is the same thing what the fuck is the point of big bill and brian cage it's fun sure they're two buck fucking big dudes they're not gonna win so yes i agree with you because there are a lot of tag teams that i would rather see in the spot however i also criticized them for not striking while the iron's hot and when they got together in the tag team eliminator tournament everybody popped for them and loved the duo and loved the dueling finisher so they said all right we're doing another tournament let's 
maybe keep this gravy train going. Um, so I like that they leaned into it, but I, I, I stand by the criticism, but also it is kind of fun. You son of a bitch. Giving me so, the I mostly fun. don't like it, but I'd be lying if I said it wasn't fun. As it stands right now, tonight, I don't, I'm not a fan. He's part, he's got the six man tag belts in ROH. He's, you know, not really, this is a makeshift tag team. If they keep them together and they actually make them a real tag team and they get them away, like they lose the six man belts and all, then retroactively, I will say this is okay. But as it stands right now, not a fan. He's not mic'd up. I sent him a link. He's got to work, unfortunately. Can you just give a thumbs up or down? Joe, thumbs up or down if you like Brian Cage and uh, Big Bill as a team together. Let the record show it's a thumbs up. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Joe Walsh, you're forewarned that later I'm going to need your expert legal advice. Oh, boy. We're not going to talk about your personal email on this fucking live stream. Yes, I think. I hope it was you or else some other random Joe Walsh is going to be popping in later. I also have a real microphone for you, so we'll get you ready at the break. Um, Commander, <laughs> I'm waiting for Gina to come in with a, with makeup for Joe. Yeah, we'll <laughs> coming with a giant uh, like powder puff and just poof right in the face. Uh, let's see. The Kingdom had to cut a promo. Uh, Commander defeated Kip Sabian. The Kingdom won against uh, a couple local talents. Shida defeated Nyla Rose. That's the end of the show. After that, Tony Storm and the Outcasts come out to the ramp. They do a stare down. So that's what gets Shida her uh, title tonight, her title shot. So Rampage, folks. I still don't understand why we did a battle royal, but apparently it's fun. It no, we be... weren't saying the battle royal was fun. Kate was saying the tag team was fun. I know, but I'm just saying it's all just fun. I don't understand it. I said it last week. I don't understand why they're doing a battle royal. We don't even know who the champs are going to be. And then they put these fucking random teams together. I don't get it. I agree with everything you said, but I also think they're a fun little duo. I'm not saying it makes wrestling sense. It doesn't. I'm just saying it's fun. Whatever. Fun schmun. Wow. I feel like we've Ooh, got mad today. So, collision. No, I didn't see collision yet either. You didn't collide I, yet. I haven't collided. By the way, I saw somebody use a term today, and I loved it. Do you know what? People are, well, I say people, but I saw one person put it in a headline somewhere. Do you know what the people who go to Dynamite are called? Kaboomers. I had no idea that was being used. I think MJF said it for the first time on Saturday. Okay. So because somebody put uh, something about Kaboomers and Colliders will be together for one night. Yeah. Before all all in. So it was very funny. As long as it's kept as a funny joke rivalry, I'm all in on that. The minute someone tries to make it real. I'm quickly running away. Well, we're the minute someone tries to make Kaboomers sound serious. I'm going to be so excited because what a fucking dork that person's going to be. <laughs> well, listen, I'm very serious about the fact that we are both Kaboomers and Colliders. Oh, colliding Kaboomers. I collide on Wednesdays. 
Or I'm sorry, I collide on Saturdays. Oh, hate. I could boom on Wednesdays. Oh, can you rampage on Fridays? Maybe I'm just that wild, Aunt. Maybe I do. Um, so we lead off collision with Buddy Matthews and Andrade Alito. Uh, Asian Joe, I collided with Ryan and Doc in a three-way, and it was magical. That's what's up. I guess so. I'm just going to leave that there. Address it now, no further. So this was a special. I, I forgot. This was a special uh, watch along. What are you doing? Stay out for now. You're not mic'd up. We don't need you yet. I'll pull you in when we need you. This guy's you trying to bite the man and then you kick him. Ah. Because he was working. Poor Joe. It's all right. We'll pull him in later. It's a good thing that you're there, though. What did you leave now? Still, we'll, we'll tell you when to come back, Joe. Don't don't listen you, to Ant. You know, I try to be a professional. And I'm constantly being thrown. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, so Ryan and uh, Asian Joe uh, did a special Saturday watch along and Doc uh, joined the gang. Uh, so, uh, Ryan, you guys probably talked through this, but just to cover off on it, Buddy Matthews and Andrade Alitalo had their ladder match for Andrade to get his mask back. Um, Andrade, if my document will work with me here andrade won andrade did win uh but there were uh there was a moment too where julia um julia got involved uh and uh you know she was not part of the decision so that is she good. got thrown into buddy who then landed in a table but i have a question here guys and i asked it on the on the on the watch along and they didn't really have an answer because there's not an answer but maybe you guys have it what stops the um the House of Black from stealing the mask again. Nothing. Because we thought it'd be really fun if they just keep stealing it from him and he has to keep winning in ladder matches to get it back. It always has to be a ladder match? Always. It's the only way he gets his mask back. Wait a minute. What if you put mask on a pole? We thought about that, but we don't want to bring Vince Russo around. What about Buff Bagwell's mom? On a forklift? Okay, maybe. Technically, it's a pole. She was on a forklift. I know, but we'll say it's on a pole. Even though it's a forklift. Fair enough. I mean, can I volunteer to be on the pole? I mean, you're on the pole, man. You're always arms. on the pole. That's right. I'm surprised. I, I would say Andrade collide. has some recently re-signed friends that might come into play. That's very true. So. It's very true. <laughs> um, I heard really good things about that match. Um, yes. Banger. Whole Can't episode. Wait, yeah. Really good. That's what I heard. Shivani talked to Miro. Um, he said a battle. No, he what? He got interrupted about three seconds in. Well, it's fine. But Miro did talk about a battle coming soon, right? Yeah, but almost as soon as he said that, Aaron Solo attacked him, and then it was a whole thing. Right. Well, thanks for jumping down my throat, Ryan. Before I yeah, Ryan. Jeez. I interrupted you the way they interrupted Miro. I thought it worked. Well, I didn't see the episode, so wait, I wait, wait, guys! I've got a good one ready. Hey, Ryan. Yes, Kate. Knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow. Interrupting Whoa. cow. Who? You blew it. You were not quick enough on the. I crushed it. Fuck you, Ryan. Let's talk about collision. That's my one of my nephew. When my nephews were younger, they loved that joke. Yeah, yeah, me too. When I was younger, definitely not still now. I mean, kid, I love telling it to him. I. 
couldn't wait. Thank you, Pro Wrestling Podcast. You did ruin it, Ryan. Ryan ruins everything. He does. You're going to have to fight Pro Wrestling Podcast? You leave David alone. David is a saint. No. I'm going to put my money on Pro Wrestling Podcast because you've already admitted you don't work out. So That's a very good point. That's a very good point. But that's yeah, working. You also I got bad regularly. Knees. You got bad knees. One shot. Bad knee. Singular. Well, no, now they're both bad. Fair enough. That's why I, you work out. I know your weaknesses. Well, once one goes bad, the other automatically goes bad. Or could it get stronger because now you're compensating? Well, there it's a it's a bell curve. So it gets stronger for a while, but then you overcompensate too much and it gets weaker. I don't overcompensate. <laughs> classic, classic Fuck problem. You. Anyway, I'll David from Pro Wrestling Podcast is going to kick your ass. Collision. I was in Philly. I was in Philly over the weekend. And it was just like being surrounded by a bunch of Ryans. Oh, you so wish to be so sorry. lucky. It was I'm awful. So sorry. Were you going to see Gwar? I saw. I saw Gwar. <laughs> oh no! Cold Chamber. Oh, Cold Chamber. Yeah. Yeah. Mood vein. I, I don't know how you do the you. Uh, yeah. It was a lot of hey, what's going on there? Get it? Because Ryan talks funny. He does. <laughs> There's a lot of water ice. Oh, so nice on a hot day. Yeah, it wasn't that hot, but water ice and water one dollar. Okay. Um. Anyway, Darby Allen versus Minoru Suzuki. Uh, Darby Allen defeats Minoru Suzuki. Suzuki complained to the referee uh, about the finish, but didn't help anything. Uh, Darby Allen uh, was in the ring. Christian Luchasaurus came up on the big screen and blah, blah, blah. So TNT champion, Christian. That's false. We know it. Um, Samoa Joe versus Gravity. <laughs> Best um, Rockway spot of all time, which is why I laughed maniacally. I, uh, I would have thought Gravity had a shot here because nobody ever beats Gravity. Gravity always wins. Uh, but not in this case, Samoa Joe, uh, too look, strong. Did you see the clip? I didn't. I told you I saw nothing from this episode. I didn't know just like on social or anything. No, I saw nothing. Samoa Joe did Gravity's walk in the walkway spot. It's like weird. Oh, the really slow walk? <laughs> that is my favorite thing Gravity does. And Mrs. Money hates it, but like she hates it, but like... She thinks it's hilarious. So, um, yeah, I have to see that. I did hear rumblings of that, Kate. I'm not gonna lie, but I didn't. I didn't see it, so I can't wait to actually see it. That's good shit. Uh, let's see. Then we have the uh, CM Punk uh, thing that I would like to talk about. He shows us what's in the bag, and he says uh, he says that uh, well, he pulls out an AEW championship. And he says, uh, you know, I, I, whatever. He puts a big X on it, right? So uh, he never lost the belt. He's he the real thing. His name and his blood on it. Right. And uh, the X, the X is something that's represented him since whatever year. Yeah, yada, yada, yada. And then Ricky Starks comes out and says, I want the belt. And then we find out that he'll get his shot. But then it's going to be next week with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat as the 
they didn't call him a referee, right? They called him like an, a third party, impartial, whatever. They didn't say referee. Even tonight, I don't think they said special guest referee. I thought they did, but I could be wrong. I could have just assumed. Either way, the reason I'm cutting through this because I just want to talk about it. And again, not having seen it, but clearly seeing clips tonight and, and a couple other times leading up to tonight. Guys, I fucking hate this. I don't want to see another fucking championship belt floating around that's not the real belt. And I get it. He didn't lose it. And it's not really a championship. You've already got an FTW belt that doesn't mean anything. Now we have an, a, a real world championship fucking floating around. What are we doing? We need a road rules championship. Then it's then it turns into the challenge championship. What are we doing? Good one, Ann. I like that. So, based on what we got tonight, based on the fact that we're not getting Kenny Omega and Osprey in the UK, I'm wondering if we get Kenny Omega versus CM Punk at Wembley, and then you get MJF versus Kenny Omega for a unification bout. Um... I have mixed feelings on it because I don't love it. But what I do know is that after, what, two years of watching Raw and SmackDown and one of them not having a belt, it feels real fucking unimportant when you don't have a world title belt on your program. Um, I much prefer a champion that floats. Like, that just makes more sense to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, But... I'll, I'm willing to see where it goes, even though it's not my favorite for a few reasons. One, I, I want Punk to be heel. And I feel like that was definitely heelish and turning heel. Um, and two, I'm interested in... I'm always interested in Summer of Punk, right? Um, so I, I generally don't like angles like this. But I'm, I'm going to watch it before I judge it because I think it could go to some really interesting places, including... Now that the elite have signed, um, you know, it's, I, I think it's much more likely that you get to see CMFTR versus the elite. Cause like, tell me where they weren't going to leverage that during their contract negotiations. Like you'd be idiots not to. So uh, I am cautiously optimistic, but overall this isn't my favorite. I have much more patience for creative that, I don't initially like, but generally makes sense. Like there's, there's wrestling reasons to do this. So I'll, I'll give it some more breathing room. But okay. Maybe this is why I don't like it. Oh, Ryan, I didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry. Go. uh, Can I get your thoughts first? And then I won't lose my point. Go ahead. All I was going to say is if I thought this was leading to two belts, I'd hate it. I don't think it's leading to two belts. Everything seems to indicate that this will be leading to uh, Punk versus probably MJF, but whoever the champ is to be like the real champion gets solved. So I don't mind it because it's just a storyline device. No one. It's not this whole like fake belt, real champ. It's and it's not like the FTW belt where you're like, oh, what is that? This is very much a guy saying, like, I never lost my championship. So this is mine. It's actually a wrestling trope. It's been done before. You know, you had, what was it? A Shawn Michaels razor remote for the ladder match. That's what that was about. Like, it, it, it doesn't lead to, have to lead to two belts. It just leads to that unification. Lack, for lack of a better 
phrase unification match where the two face each other. And I really like that. I kind of like that plot. So, so long as I don't get the feeling at any point, that this is going to lead them to be like, we have a collision champ and then a dynamite champ. As long as I don't get that feeling, I am very okay with this. I don't think that's where it's heading. First off, I don't think that's where it's heading. If it does, I'm going to hate this even more. I think the real reason that I hate this is because you're a hater. No, because kind of hard tonight. <clears throat> fine, I'll be the hater tonight. Uh, somebody's got to be. Uh, it's not gonna be Jamie. Nope. Um, I think I hate this because, like, the Bucks came back from their from their suspension. They didn't come back saying we're the real champs. We have our belts that we never lost and that I bled and sweat for and all that stuff. Why why do we have to have this happen on the other side? That's just I, it just feels this punk's a dick. Yeah, he's clearly a dick. That but that's the part of the story. Like he may not be full blown heel, but they aren't hiding the fact that he's kind of an asshole. So the the, the Bucks didn't do it because that's just not who they are. They took their losses and, the, and they went and they had their best of seven. Punk is a dick and he can't stomach the fact that through his own, like through his, not even necessarily own actions, ignore the backstage stuff and just say his injury, through the fact that his body failed him, he, he couldn't hold on to the belt. In character, he can't stomach that. He's a dick. So he comes out with a championship. So that's why I don't mind it because it's his character being like, no, screw you guys. I think to answer your question, Ant, the reason the Bucks didn't do it was because they had one brand of television. And I think and it it worked because they popped 700,000 for the first time since their debut. I'm sure a lot of that had to do with MJF, not to take any credit away from them. But like I, I really think Punk needs to turn heel and I think this is him doing it. And to me, the, the beauty of like straight edge punk and the beauty of the planet's champion when Danielson was heel champion in WWE is like heels that are a little bit right. I think are really fun. Um, and I feel like a heel with an unresolved world title is something that makes sense to then go and resolve. So I, I get it. But I, I do think this is a temporary thing. I think it's a means to the end. I think this is a way to turn Punk heel, but to slow burn it a little bit. And I think it might be an, an intro into CMFTR versus Kenny and the Elite, which I, I think is a good... That's, that's the money in the money. Bucks. It's the, that's the money match. That's it. Like, that's the... That's the biggest non-title match they could do in the history of the company and maybe bigger than any title match that they could do in that. So it's because it makes wrestling sense. I have some patience for it. If it just sticks around, I will, I will not like it kind of like Ryan. I hate this right now. They're going to have to win me over, but I, just, I would say watch it too. See, watch the, oh, the I'm not going to not watch it. I'll see it through. No, no, he, she's saying go watch the promo he gave. It might give oh, you a feeling of like what yeah, they're that, doing. That's what I'm saying. I'm not going to skip it. I'm going to I'm going to watch the whole thing through. Um, I just don't like it. I just really don't like this. I mean, you know, it, it's it's it, this isn't for me. I don't understand this. I mean, I understand it, but I don't understand it. It just uh, I don't like it. Also, just quickly call out. um yeah, uh, Rob Humphrey, there's a guy behind me. Yeah, we know. He's the guy who sleeps you, on my couch. 
And I think it would have been really funny if you acted like you didn't know. What the hell? I'm sorry. What? I wasn't thinking that quickly. Um, Rick Abani did say on uh, on uh, commentary, this was a very good piece too, that uh, the Steamboat has never cheated once in his life, and he is one of the most trusted athletes in history. So clearly he's the perfect person for this job because he won't allow anybody to cheat. So you know what I have problem I have with that real quick? Ed? Yes, yeah. The refs didn't allow Ricky to cheat. He cheated. He did it without them knowing. That's cheating. Yeah. So how is Ricky gonna stop that? Yeah, no, I mean, listen, um, I don't know, but I think that he is gonna be more of an enforcer, not the referee. I think that there will be a referee in the ring, and then Ricky will be like the dragon. Excuse me. We got to be very clear with the names here. Steamboat will uh, probably be on the outside of the ring, sort of lurking around, keeping an eye out for anybody who's going to hold on to the ropes or use a foreign object or something. Maybe that's what they're going to do. But we'll see. Either uh, way, I want to see Ricky Starks. Ringside for Punk Joe 3. So just like a fun thing to keep in the yes. back of your mind. Mm-hmm. I have a question, and this mm-hmm. is uh this is gonna be a very niche question to people who've watched the movie Ready to Rumble. But has the phrase foreign object been ruined by by Ready to Rumble for anyone else? No. Okay, there's a scene in there where David Arquette is hooking up with the cheerleader or the, the nitro girl and he yells, Foreign objects. And that's all I hear anytime someone says foreign objects. I know I've seen uh, I've seen Ready to Rumble plenty of times. Kate, have you seen Ready to Rumble? I think twice. Okay, I was gonna say if not, that's definitely bonus content we need to do. Yeah, we to should do it anyway. Ready to Rumble. It's free on YouTube. We can also uh, we can watch Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Nope. No, we cannot. You two are such wimps. Um, yes. yes, I am. Guys, we have the Guns and Juice versus uh, Vikingo, Action Andretti, and Darius Martin. Clearly, the Bang Bang Gang win this match. Hey, you know who was absent from that? Uh, was, I don't. Were they, they were, ring, not ringside? They were ringside in the form of a cover cutout. Oh, uh, who was that? But, but I, actually, uh, it was actually Switchblade, Jay White. So, see, and you know what I like about this, by the way, this wide camera angle—you can see just how far away from this microphone I am. That's I still true. think you're going to stab yourself. Never. Cl- How am I going to stab myself? I'm I don't know. It, it's going to be a series of events. It's going to fly in the air and end up in your eye. I don't know how it's going to happen. Oh, no. I'm worried about the other one that's not really a switchblade. This is a much bigger blade. It's that's a hair trigger. Deadlier. Hair trigger. Oof. Anyway. Uh, so, bang, bang, gang, win. Not surprising. Kiara Hogan versus Mercedes Martinez. Nice to see both of these ladies on television, huh? Huh? Mercedes Martinez defeats Kiara Hogan via submission. Uh, she would not let go of the hold, so Chris Statlander rushes down to the ring for the save. Um, and then um, Mercedes uh, picks up the title that uh, she dropped and uh, blasts uh, uh, Chris Statlander with it. Uh, so she clearly wants the belt. And then Willow Nightingale makes the save on stat, and Martinez finally backs off. Respectfully? Yeah. Kara Hogan? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a straight gal, but my God. 
Oh yeah. I've got nothing wrong with Kiara Hogan. Respectfully. Respectfully. My God. Respectfully. And a fun match. And nice to see both of them on television. For sure. Glad to see that we're doing stuff with Chris Statlander. It seems like, and I know you don't, you're not the biggest Sheeta fan, but it seems like they're paying attention again, which is good. Uh, The women's champ. Shada. Huh? Shada. Uh, okay. I'll take your word for it. I don't know. You didn't catch a, get some chicken nuggets uh, or chicken fingers during this match, Kate? First of all, they were tenders. Nuggets, fingers. No, I, I just told one. you I'm vegan now. So. Well, this would have been, you went back this been vegan? Vegan a couple days ago, yeah. That would have included Saturday? Did you listen to the top of the show? I did, but I didn't know how far back you went. You you listened, but Ryan. You you said that. I got that you went back to DDPY. I didn't know you went vegan, and that just disgusts me. No, I when I lost all that weight and like slept well and felt good, I was vegan, and then I stopped. I'm doing vegan plus eggs right now, and we'll see where that goes. In all I, seriousness, I, I felt good when I was doing the vegan diet. Yeah, it's make sure you take the appropriate supplements. I'm uh, I am fully researched. I got my complete proteins and my supplements and everything. Um, Are you taking vegan protein? Like in powder form? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, nice. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you could have had uh, not chicken tenders. Ugh. The only thing that would be so disappointing. I feel like I can't do like substitute things as much. Like my I can. Them are really good. Are they? Okay. Yeah. Like, impo- I like Impossible Burgers. And sometimes if I go somewhere and I see they have Impossible, I'll I'll choose that over beef. There are certain times where I'm like, okay. Impossible sounds good. Okay. Yeah. Ryan's like, no, I got to eat the meat. You know what I'm saying? I, don't, I, think, I think a regular burger tastes better than an Impossible Burger. I'm not saying I go 10 out of 10 for Impossible, but two, the, one, two times. I mean, this guy doesn't I, I, I like the, no. the Beyond or Impossible Sausage. That is good. Um, I don't like Beyond. Do it right is fine. Beyond. I'm with Ant on that. Beyond is, is mid. Impossible is better mm. of the two substitute brands. They're both what mid. is Beyond? Mid. Nailed it. They're both mid. All right, Brian. We get it. You're such a guy. You love me. Oh my god, and he loves I bet he loves cars and sports. Oh my god, Forget you got one of the two right there, Kate. And beers. Nope, wrong Be- again. Come I on. like wine cooler. Because Kate, Kate, because I'm straight edge, and that means I'm better than you. Wow. Oh, we got one of those, Ant, by the way. What? On, co- on collision. Oh, he said I'm better than you. He said uh he spray painted the X. And was like, that symbol's been with me the whole time. Because yeah. straight edge means I'm better than you. And it's not some stolen catchphrase, which yeah. I love. Because mm-hmm. I I remember a very specific promo where he mentioned that Chris Jericho and Bret Hart have both used that phrase. And it's a total knockoff that he used it. So I was all for that. But <sighs> Listen, he stole his finisher too. Um, main event. Tag Team Championship, FTR versus MJF. Oh, and Adam good. Cole, better than you, baby. 
And unfortunately, um, MJF and Adam Cole do not win. Uh, they uh, FTR does retain. Uh, Cole shakes hands with the champs to show some respect after the match. MJF is in the corner, really upset. Um, MJF is, you know, Cole's trying to console MJF, who's yelling, I blew it. Uh, and Cole was saying, we blew it. And then Cole goes to get the world championship to hand it to MJF, but he's so upset. You know, uh, Cole tells him it's okay, reminds him again that he's the world champ. MJF is up, you know, and and basically, like, it looks like shit's going to go down. Uh, but the fans start chanting, hug it out. And, of course, they hug it out. And there's a huge pop from the crowd. Um, so all is well. Uh, between MJF and Adam Cole, no turns, no backstabbing. Uh, and we remember, we'll talk about this later, but we do remember that MJF said, no matter what happens, win, lose, draw, whatever, you're going to get a title shot. What does that mean? We'll find out when we talk about that in the second hour of this program or the second half of this program. Excuse me. Um, and I'm going to say, since you didn't watch it mm -hmm. and I'm not the, the hug moment, is awesome. I saw that did, clip because they showed it tonight somewhere. They both did a great job of selling. Like, is he gonna? Literally, until what Star Wars I think was on afterward. Until Star Wars came on after, everyone watching still thought there'd be a turn. They handled it that well. The hug got that kind. Of, it was just a really well done moment. Yeah, I heard it was fantastic. I heard it was fantastic. It's also a nice continuation of. Everything MJF warned Jungle Boy about, he did. So, like, he, in an effort to save Adam Cole, lost the match. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's all going to, like, well up and come back. Like, I, I just love that storytelling. And it was just, it was also a sincere feeling. It was really fun. I, I really liked it. And the match itself, you got MJF, who feels like he's an 80s heel. You've got FTR, who feels like they walked out of mid-80s NWA. Like, this was such a blast. It felt very throwbacky to me. I loved it. Yeah, I heard uh, good things all around uh, about uh, that match. Again, since I was out of town, I did not see it. Uh, but I plan to, uh, to go back and watch it. Just haven't had the time yet. So, all in all... Sounds like a good show. Ryan did the watch along with Asian Joe. So if you would like to see that, you can certainly head over to our YouTube in the bonus episode section and go back and watch it. Uh, even though they're doing a watch along and maybe you feel like, why would I want to do that after the fact? Cause it's fun. Okay. It's fun. Damn it. Yeah. Have some fun. I don't know. Maybe I do something crazy on it. Fun. Like yeah. big bill and Brian cage. Oof. Yuck. <laughs> anyway, we definitely have a lot to unpack with Dynamite episode 200 tonight. So we're going to get to that uh, momentarily. Before we do that, though, we're going to take a short break, refuel, take a pee break. Refuel, refired. What? Commercial breaks that we desire. Oh, yeah. Uh, she's doing cute. Give me fuel. Give me fire. Give me that what I desire. Yeah. That's coming this weekend, baby. I know you are. Whoa. Whoa, you and I Matt. Know you are. My goodness. You and Matt. I don't know what you're up to, but. No, I said that's coming this weekend. And I said, you said, I know you are. Kate. Oof. And I know you're going to it. Working blue. I like it. <laughs> 
Anyway, stay tuned. We'll be right back after uh, some words from the fine folks who are also part of the Shining Wizards Network. We'd like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in every Monday night to listen to The Shining Wizards. If you'd like to continue to support us outside of listening, we've got a few ways for you to do that. If you shop at Amazon, go over to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com, do your shopping as usual, and when you make your purchase, a little bit of that purchase price will go back to support the show. If you like to wear t-shirts, Merch.ShiningWizards.com will take you to our Pro Wrestling Tees store, where we've got over a dozen great designs from over 11 years of professional wrestling podcasting. You can become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast, where each and every week we call out your name as one of our show producers. And the more you support us, the more things that you're entitled to receive. And believe me, they are fantastic. If you can't support us monetarily, if you don't shop at Amazon, that's absolutely fine. Continue to listen to us wherever you listen to us on the World Wide Web. And make sure you like, rate, review, subscribe. Do all that good stuff. It doesn't cost you anything helps us out, and we can continue to bring you the love fest that is The Shining Wizards. What's up, folks? It's your boy, the Impact Player, Mr. Philly Ray, inviting all of you to check out the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we cover all things current in the world of pro wrestling, as well as paying homage to the old school, the squared circle. So listen in and find out why we are the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. Find us on all social media platforms and anywhere you get your podcast from. And as always... We are the proudest members of the Shining Wizards Network and Rant Entertainment Media. Are you tired of being lied to every day by the mainstream media? Do you want to know what's really going on in the world? Do you want to make up your own mind about things and not be told what to think or say? Then listen to Inconclusive Breakdown, a weekly anti-PC look at the world of entertainment and current events brought to you without censorship or filters. You can find us everywhere you listen to podcasts, Bit shoot and on shiningwizardsnetwork.com. And also, we're a proud member of the Shining Wizards Network. Got 30 minutes to kill? Come check out 30 Screams or Less, where we review a horror movie in 30 minutes or less. We cover new movies and old ones too. We'll give our honest thoughts on the movie, good or shit, as well as a rating of each one that we watch. New episodes weekly available on the Shining Wizards Network and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. Come check us out at 30 Screams or Less. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Broadcast Podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast. That's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T. And you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. you like your music heavy then check out radioactive metal on the shining wizards network for over 16 years now radioactive metal has been one of the longest running podcasts over the years we've interviewed some legendary metal acts had some awesome discussions and cranked a hell of a lot of tunes so join your cool uncle snowy and his co-host aaron for the audio mosh pit that is radioactive metal here on the Shining Wizards Network. Well, the action is underway.
What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast, or playing in punk bands, or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums, then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. The Mark Order Podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on the Shining Wizards Network. Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod and use the hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder. Because if you don't find us, we will find you. I'm Kevin Rowe. I'm Al Day. And we're a couple of down-under pounders that co-host Rogue Day Dots, an action figure collecting podcast where we talk about, well, just about anything that tickles our fancy at any given moment. We're grumpy old men, and sometimes people get on our nerves, and if you get on our nerves, guess what? You get off the lawn. Get off my lawn, asshole! We also go on a little bit of a mission. We go back and we're grading every wrestling figure line that's out there. I'm talking LJMs. I'm talking Jacks. I'm talking Hasbros. Who doesn't like a little Hulk complex? It's a Gorilla Brain Wrestling Podcast production found on the Shining Wizards Network. I'm Duke Bags. Kevin Rowe. And together we are the co-hosts of your Duke Road. If you want to hear about some terrible wrestling shows, we got you covered. Well, we talk about good ones, too. We're currently talking about the death of stuff. I know what we're fucking talking about. Sometimes we get uh, guest spots, like from the Taskmaster. I like to uh, I like to listen to the Year of Duke and Rope podcast. They're uh, funny guys. That, uh, I like when they I like when they talk about the, the, the Nards plows. I like Nards plows. That's, uh, that's a good move. And uh, I like the Dungeon of Doom. You know, sometimes, sometimes I, I call my butt the Dungeon of Doom. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Oklahoma. Let me tell you a little bit about my favorite wrestling podcast. All right. It's a podcast for two men. Two men. Duke Banks, Kevin Broke. They talk about professional wrestling. It's a man's sport. All right. And who better to talk about a man's sport than Duke Oklahoma. Once in a while, it's Russo's time spot. Oh, you piece of shit! If you're not listening to your Duke and Rome podcast in the back with the boys, you piece of shit, I don't know what you're doing. It's, uh, you gotta slide one in there. If you're a man, if you're a man, you're talking about something only a man can do. You're talking about sliding one in there. Bro, take the time to slide one in there. Alright, bro, you piece of shit. Slide one in there. A Gorilla Brain Wrestling podcast production that you can find on the Shining Wizards Network. Well, I'm back here on the Mark Order podcast. Oh, there's Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Forgot I turned off my camera. I was like, I'm back. What are you talking about? <laughs> All good. Uh, before we jump into Dynamite, we're going to take care of some business as usual. Uh, follow us on all our social platforms. 
at Mark Order Pod. Um, Twitter, X, whatever it is now, who the hell knows? Uh, Instagram. What's that? It'll always be Twitter to me. It's always Twitter, damn it. Do you know now they're not tweets, they're zeets? Uh, no, they're posts. Are they? I saw him use the term zeet, X-E-E-T. Oh, I, literally, if it says post or repost. Weird. Um. Anyway, X, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, threads, all over the place, at Mark Order Pod. You can also find all of uh, our social platform links in our link tree uh, on our social uh, bios. Uh, and you can also find a link to our Mark Order Podcast Pro Wrestling Tea Store. And if you'd like to support us, pick up one of these fine shirts. I women. Yeah, you can support women. We'll hear about that in a moment. But uh, we've got four shirts for sale. You can get there by going to the link in our link tree or heading over directly to prowrestlingtees.com slash pod, or just search Mark Order Podcast on Pro Wrestling Tees and we'll pop right up. Pick out one of these four shirts or two or three, or maybe you want one of each. So you have one for almost all week. If you want to double up some days, that's fine. Do your thing. But all the money you spend there comes back to us uh, to uh, help put on this wonderful podcast uh, for some of the things we need to pay for. Uh, so if you do buy a t-shirt, thank you uh, in advance. Uh, if you have bought a t-shirt, we really appreciate your support. Still can't believe people want to put our name on their chest, but Hey, they do. Uh, Kate can believe it because yeah, we're Kate believes. Great, okay. That's why I, I mean, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, but Kate believes that buying and wearing one of these shirts supports a certain segment of the population. So, uh, Kate, do you want to tell the people about that? Sure, I would love to. Thank you, Ant. In addition to supporting everybody at the Mark Order podcast, you should know one very important thing. I, Kate, am a woman, okay? And we support the straights, the girls, the gays, the trans, whatever. You're, you have a place here at the Mark Order. I am a woman. And if you would like to support women, the best way to do that is by buying a Mark Order t-shirt. And all the ways Aunt just told you, you can go buy one. So just think about how that is affecting society. That like if you buy a Mark Order t-shirt, you're affecting social change. You are preserving my right to abortion. You are making sure that women can vote you are making sure that those shirts i get the same dollar amount that my male co-hosts get okay 70 cents on the dollar not great so the more you buy the more you support women the more equality you support so go <laughs> buy your mark order t-shirt or you hate women and back to you thanks kate appreciate it and back to you in our studio. Well, I'm here, Kate. Thank you uh, for throwing it back. I appreciate it. Thanks, Aunt. <laughs> I know we're traveling a long distance here. There might be a little bit of delay. There does seem to be a bit of delay. 
you see, uh, I don't mean to mansplain it to you, especially because we like to support women here, but uh, the signal goes up into space, bounces off of a, trans, uh, a satellite, and then comes back down to Earth. And from my understanding, that is the technology that goes into this type of a signal. <laughs> I see Joe Walsh in the yes, studio. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, I would like to uh, say we do have a, a special guest who's now ready uh, in the second. Is it Ricky the Dragon Steamboat? It's not the Steamboat. Well. I'm sorry. I tried, um, but it wasn't possible. I would like to welcome in um, one Are of we our. Dragon Steamboat? What? Joey the Dragon Steamboat? I don't know if he goes by Joey the Dragon, but it is our legal evil expert. Oh, Joe Walsh. I have to keep my voice down. Good evening, all. Hello, Joe Walsh, Ooh. Esquire, guy in bed. Hello. Um, so before we get started, I'm just pleased to be able to share the airwaves with you guys. Um, Put your camera down. I, I like this you because it looks like something's popping up. I'm just saying. Don't don't listen hey. to Andrew. You look great. Thanks, okay. friend. You're welcome. Um, long time listener. Um, first time guest. First time or, caller. Yeah, first time. First time, long time. Um, in the event that any conversation does get into uh, any legal stuff, I just want to give a little disclaimer. I'm on vacation and participating solely for fun. And to share my passion for wrestling with my friend of nearly 25 years and his co-hosts. Um, anything that I say this evening does not in any way, shape, or form constitute legal advice. Every case is different. And although this pod is available nationwide, I'm only licensed in the state of Indiana. My opinions are mine and mine alone and are not to be attributed to the Mark Order podcast. Let's have some fun, folks. Do I need a pad to like write things on? No, we're covered now. So you're not giving legal advice. So I can't ask you about the legality of when I said that if you buy a Mark Order t-shirt that has that contributes to my right to abortion. That's not like a constitutional interpretation of some sort that you could fight for. I don't believe so, but I okay. certainly support your right, Kate. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Did you buy a t-shirt? Uh no. Well, then, then do you? Wow. wow. <laughs> well, right into that one. That is what we call the hard sell, wow. baby. Wow. Chair shots straight wow. away. Yeah. So, Sorry, so I, Ann, to, I feel I like you have, have something planned this, here. I don't have anything planned. I'm just trying not to speak so loud because I can hear it echoing. Oh, I thought when you brought in a lawyer, you're like, I got, I got, a, I got a plan. We do have a legal question to tackle tonight. Okay, that's see what I mean. So we'll get What's, there. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. We'll get there. All right. Joe, I'm going to mute you so that we don't continue to to echo. you know echo. That's why. That's why when me and Mrs. Money do this, we don't do it in the same room. But. You don't do a bunch of things in the same room. You heard it here first, folks. Boy, oh boy. Aunt Money and the Misses don't do it in the same room. <laughs> oh boy. Um, 
well, see, you're muted. Now the asshole's trying to talk behind me, and he doesn't realize he's muted. So. <laughs> what a nerd. <clears throat> so anyway, uh, I will uh, attest, uh, Joe and I have known each other for nearly 25 years. Um, How is that possible when you are both only 22 years old? Well, uh, that's very true. Uh, we are young, strapping males. He's still talking, thinking we can hear him. We can't. Um, we can't. And also, Ryan looks like he's on a security camera when he does that. It's so weird. I know. It's really odd. Um, I'll say this. Um, we could get some background on uh, Joe, just so everybody knows. Um, this is the Joe Walsh. That's right. Uh, he has. Uh, he is uh, an expert on uh guitar and has toured with the eagles uh so joe what has it been like over the past i don't know uh, multiple decades uh in your time with the eagles i think i've only just seen the eagles like at the zoo that's about the extent of it man um if i had a dime though for every time people asked me about that i wouldn't need to be the guy in the bed or a lawyer I I'll do be honest, know. I'm really disappointed. In? The the fact that you're not... It's like an office space with the Michael Bolton situation. I just feel very let down. There's a uh, concert venue not too far from where I live, and uh, Michael Bolton will be playing there. And uh, somebody photoshopped Michael Bolton from office space <laughs> onto the billboard that is on the side of the state highway. Yeah. That is excellent. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there was a story I heard once, Joe, um, about uh, I guess your mom had bought uh, had bought you a guitar. Um, I muted you again, by the way. Uh, your mom uh, bought you a guitar for Christmas once and ordered it from a place near you and said it's for Joe Walsh. And the guy did think it was Joe Walsh from the Eagles, correct? Correct. Um, the uh, the entire staff of the local big box music store. I don't think we can say their name, but anyway. Say their name. No, all right. Geez. Well, the Guitar Center folks were all there. Like everybody that was on the current shift, as well as anyone that was just a current employee of the store. They were all there. And then I walked in. And I said, I'm Joe Walsh. And then they said, no, you're not. And I said, no, here I am. And showed them my ID. And there was about 25 to 30 disappointed Guitar Center employees. That day. <laughs> That's got to be the same for anybody named uh, Michael Jordan, you know, like uh, who orders food or something. And then you turn up and it's not the Michael Jordan. It's just some nerdy guy. And you're also not Michael B. Jordan. It's like double it. <laughs> Thank God Michael B. Jordan became successful because he really, you know. Yeah. Hedges bets with that name. So I had to get up. I got my own notepad. I'm taking notes to, so I can compete with Joe. So you're covered. Mm -hmm. Way to go, Sloan. I have so far my notes are not in Eagles, the band, not providing legal advice, Guitar Center equal bad. Does not support women. You can put them on that. Okay, sorry. Unless you want to make an honest man at yourself and order a t-shirt right now and show us the receipt. Send me the link. Oh, come on. I just went through the whole fucking thing. Really? You're sitting behind me. Um, hold on. Hi. 
Howdy. I'm trying to tell, sell t-shirts over here, Ant, okay? And you are like, oh, I have to send you the link? Just go to our uh, social platforms, at Mark Pod, click on the link tree, go to the link. Or just... Or, Ant, I've added to my notes that he does not listen to you. That's true. That's usually most people. <laughs> most people. I don't get invited to do things. Nobody likes me. I get it. It's okay. I'm fine with where my place in the world. You to something well, most recently, most recently, <laughs> I will say this. Can I Are say you gonna this? have fun in Metallica without me, Ant? Are you guys gonna have fun? And I'll just go fuck myself. Thanks. Well, I'm disappointed it's just Millionaire Matt. I wish it was the entire Mark Order podcast gang. Oh, Ryan would never adding to the notes, Ryan would never <laughs> come from this. Anyway, let's jump into let's jump into dynamite. Uh, and should I say too, just for most to know, uh, Mr. Walsh, uh, lifetime WWE fan, uh, and like classic old school wrestling, uh, sat and watched with me tonight. He is familiar with the product, doesn't keep up with it all the time. So it's going to be interesting to get a somewhat outsider's feel for what happened tonight, but also. There, uh, as I said, we have some legal questions that I would think we need to dig into as we get to the midpoint of this show. So strap in and stay tuned. But for the first thing we get tonight, we get Chris Jericho and Takeshita versus the JASs, Daniel Garcia and <laughs> Sammy Guevara. So, um, no notes. What do you mean no notes? Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> it just I don't understand what we're doing here. Um we're breaking I mean, up I the JAS. That's I get what it. we're doing. I get it. We're fine. We're fine with it. Um so let's cut to the end of this. We had uh we had Don Callis in the corner of uh the uh the family, right? Even though Jericho's not all the way in. Jericho and Takeshita win by pinfall. Um uh, Garcia eats the pin, but he gets blasted in the face uh, with uh, Floyd. I was jealous. Bat. What? No, wasn't he was staring at the cock jealous. too. He was staring at the cock. Um. So uh, he gets hit in the face with Floyd. Uh, Don Callis does that because the referee is distracted on the outside. Uh, so uh, Jericho is apoplectic i played ape thank you uh because don Callis has interfered uh but he does get the pin and they win and uh the jas are not too too happy at this uh jericho's not really happy but they come away with the win so uh All you know is win, 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 no matter what we're not so sure on what's going on sort of with Jericho, I'm going to do this. Uh, I'm going to throw to Kate first um, because Kate uh, has been very vocal about not wanting to see Jericho sort of involved with this Takeshita next to Takeshita. And I think we all sort of said that, but I'm going to say this, Kate, and I want to hear your thoughts. I didn't think Jericho looked terrible tonight. I thought he actually was in a pretty good spot. So, 
Okay, with all the, the cock jokes, all I can think about is, is it in Superbad when he goes, funny thing about my back is it's located on my cock. What movie is that? I feel like it's super bad, but I can't remember. It might be. I can't remember. I don't know. All these cack jokes will make me think of it. Uh, This was the best Jericho has looked in a while. I think it helps when you are next to to Takeshita, because that guy just is incredible. Like, it's so much fun to watch him in the ring. He was fantastic tonight. I always like his size is so sneaky. And when he's in there with guys like Guevara and Garcia, it really shows up. Um, but he just moves like a pro wrestler, man. That guy's got everything you could want in a wrestler. Jericho looked fine tonight. And I am glad that this is headed toward the breakup. It doesn't mean I want to see Jericho Osprey if that's what <laughs> this is leading to. It makes wrestling sense. I can't argue with that. But I would much rather see Takeshita and Will Ospreay if given the choice. Uh, but I tonight was good. Tonight was like a, a good use case for how maybe 50 and 51-year-old whatever Jericho should be being used. Um, now, the other complaints that I've had about him in the ring were that Adam Cole match, which just didn't work, I think, conceptually. Like, Adam Cole also didn't look great in that. And that sixth man, everybody looks bad. Uh, so I'm hoping if Jericho's just in something a little more normal like this, it'll be a bit better. But I didn't have any problems with this opener tonight. I think it was helped largely by the other three. But but this was fine, and the storytelling was sound and good. Um, I just don't feel like... Like, I don't think Takeshita needs Jericho, but I think this is unfolding well enough i'll take it i still stand by the fact that i think him next to keshta tonight was a means to an end to woo him to the family right like i'm hoping it's not something we see on the reg but who knows um ryan what do you think about this i'll throw it to you woo 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 Why is uh, sorry when you say woo and we're talking wrestling it can only go so many places. I, I like that they're actually breaking up the, the, the JS in like a storyline and it's logical and it's all working out. I think this is in an effort to put everyone in the JS in a decent position coming out of it. You know, Gavar and Garcia getting a story out of it, that type deal. It was an okay match. I'm less excited for the implications of Jericho and the Don Callis uh, family when you hear where it could go. That's... And I'm a big Jericho uh, fan, but not thrilled with that. Uh, I thought I had a question for follow up for you there, but I it's gone. So I'm sorry, Ryan. If it if it hits my brain, I'll come back to you with it. Um, legal counsel Joseph Walsh, what do you think about this opener tonight? Muted. No, on the stream, you got to unmute yourself. What a rookie. God, this guy's a lawyer. I'm telling you. I really enjoyed the uh, opening match. I get uh, a real charge out of watching Jericho still pull it off. He's somebody that I've been watching seemingly forever. Um, and he still runs out there and puts on a good show. Um, that's all I got. Moving on. 
um as far as uh ordering a t-shirt pro pro wrestling tees.com checkout is a little slow and i also note that the drop down menu also for choice of color does not include gray that's right that was a limited edition Mm -hmm. that was a chase edition uh but once again me using feminism to guilt trip men is a beautiful thing and thank you for your attempts to support and i look forward to those attempts being finalized in the near future also no i have never bought one of our shirts wow (laughs) we we're still waiting to order a bulk order so we are but i just Oh, 100% a hypocrite. I wanted that to be very, very clear. Uh, and I have placed orders on pro wrestling tees and various other websites like Suplex uh, in the recent future or recent past, rather. So, recent future. All right. The recent future. I'm, I'm buying not our shirts in the very near future. <laughs> okay. So, um, moving on from uh, the opener. Uh, Tony Khan appears, uh, reading his hostage note. Um, uh, apparently he had been taken hostage by some terrorists. Uh, he, the only thing he was missing was the newspaper showing the date. Um, but, uh, I think the comment was made by, uh, Joseph on the couch. The man's keeping Visine in business because, uh, he did not blink once. I don't think, um, yeah. We're so excited to bring you our 200th episode of AEW Dynamite, filled with great moments and memories from the past 200 episodes. Here's this video, real, for you to enjoy. So awkward. So awkward. I'd almost rather him do it live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. At least there wasn't an annou- wasn't an announcement about an announcement. My biggest pet peeve. I might have wanted that. He knows. He knows. Uh, let's see. We come back from commercial, and we get uh, the ravishing Renee Paquette interviewing Jericho backstage. But before he can get anything out, uh, Daddy Magic Matt Menard comes up and tells uh, him the JAS have a mandatory meeting next week and he will be there. So we're going to see what happens with Jericho next week. It seems like this was the announcement that there is an announcement coming. Didn't come from TK, came from Daddy Magic, Matt Menard, who I know we said it last week. I think Ryan said it. Love the fact that he's uh, been serious. He's not been funny, Matt Menard, and it's what you need in this situation. So... We'll see what happens next week. Yeah, Matt, uh, Menard's great. Matt Menard is fantastic. I, I don't have anything else to say that this whole thing is moving in the right direction. So next segment, we get Tony Schiavone introducing Jack Perry. That's jungle man. Jack Perry. Now remember he's no boy. Uh, and he tells Jerry Lynn Perry. That is tells Jerry Lynn to get out and take the ass kicking. He deserves like a man. So, of course, Jerry Lynn makes his entrance in street clothes with the mic. And he says with all the plates and screws in his neck, there is no way he can be cleared to get back in the ring. But 
he happened to call a good friend of his who wrestled in an ECW who still wrestles today. So what do you say? Well, it was not Sabu. It was not Sandman. It was Rob Van Winkle. No, damn. Um, oh, Ryan's back. And he... <laughs> what happened? Not you, Ryan. No, no. Um, when, when old Ryan fell asleep on air, we were calling him RVG Ryan Van Winkle. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. I was, but you know, Kate, I'm being serious. You know who Rob Van Winkle is, right? No. Nobody say it. It's in the chat. Kate, don't look at the chat. You looked at the chat. I can see you looking. Well, yeah, because why would I not look at the chat? <laughs> Wait, I don't see it. Oh, I see his baby. Come on. The best part about this was the fact that Tony Khan paid for Walk by Pantera. That could not have been cheap. Um, but it's exactly what you need for Rob Van Dam. He comes down to the ring. Jack backs off, leaves the ring. So Rob and Jerry have a, a little moment together. But Perry's back in with the chair. He swings and misses. Uh, Rob Van Dam goes for the, uh, the Van Daminator. Or not the Van Daminator. The, the spinning kick. But he uh, does not connect with it. So Jack runs away into the crowd. My favorite thing he did was pick up that tiny child that was uh, sitting next to him to use as a little shield. And then he books it to the back. Uh, so, you know, I'll say this. It wasn't Sabu. It wasn't Sandman. I'm okay with both of those choices. I was skeptical about Rob Van Dam too. Uh, we all thought that he broke his ankle uh, immediately uh, after trying to hit that spinning kick. He did not. But I will say this. I was very surprised at the shape his upper body appeared to be in. <laughs> Dude. Like he still has some definition. Uh, he is clearly a little more barrel chested and he's older <laughs> now, but uh, he looked like he's still in uh, some, some fighting shape. Yes. Ryan, you're looking at me like what? I mean, if you consider like that, I look like I'm in fighting shape. Sure. Ryan, did you not see his arms? I saw the rest too. I mean, he looked more defined than Jericho. Not you know, in fairness, man titties down, he didn't. He looked like Santa Claus. What RVD were you looking at? He did not look he did not look like the RVD of not even that long ago. He does not look like he should be wrestling next week. Holy fuck, what has this company done? From using Legends really well to throwing Jeff Jarrett and RPG on my screen. Like, what are we doing? Who cares? Uh, Don't worry. We're going to talk about Jeff Jarrett. Um, but I will say this. I don't care RVD about got a fucking things. pop. He did, but did he get a pop or did Pantera get a pop? Because Pantera no, he got the, he got the pop. pop. People were chanting RVD. No, I know. Like, that's the thing is everybody but me cares about these old guys, but I don't give a shit about any of them because I started watching in well, 2009. I, I have no nostalgic phrase... attachment and I don't want to watch it. And they're way too prevalent. Yeah, I believe the Stop. phrase is suck it up, buttercup. No, I will not. I will go on the internet and I will complain. That's all you do. <laughs> that's it. Okay, this is good. I don't good. care. Marky Mark have had a good one. Don't you dare disparage the good name of Rob Van Dadbod. 
Okay. Who looked to be in better shape? Rob Van Dam or fucking Sabu? Well, Sabu was never in shape. Van Dam looks like he's not going to die right away, so Van Dam. Van Dam is also 52. Uh, listen, I'm not one to like normally criticize like buys and stuff because teacher it's when it's so different than what you really look what you used to look like wrestling that's like and you're bringing and if he wasn't being brought for a wrestling match i wouldn't even be commenting on correct that part how many 50 year olds are gonna be on my fucking screen this much like get out of here listen it's fits the story the narrative that they set up you knew it couldn't be jerry lynn of course not. And trust me, I'm relieved it's not Sabu. My God. But like, why are, why are, this is what we have for Jungle In Boy fairness, out the gate? It could have been a lot worse. Could have been a lot worse. It also could have been a lot better is my thing. I know, but there was, there, there was a, a certain ECW alum who's still wrestling who went through my head a couple times. Who is it? Which one? Well, he has a, Roll on busted open radio. Oh God! Well, he's still with yeah. Impact, though, right? Yeah, but their their contracts are so so loose that I was like, he could be the one. I I don't want to speak out of out of pocket, but I don't think they are on like the best of terms. He angled really oh. hard for an Eddie Kingston match, and they didn't give it to him, so I don't think they had any interest. Yeah, but also Tommy Dreamer. And there's also Tommy Dreamer. No, why any of these guys? Why not the... Where the fuck is Ethan Page? Like, what are we doing? Was, he, was Ethan Page in ECW? No, but why does it have to then be... Then there's no nostalgia, ECW? God damn it! Exactly, you got enough of that with fucking Guitar Fetish Man going around and Sting, and Jericho's basically that now at this point. Like, so, let me <clears throat> Let me put this to you. Where did my legal counsel go? He's coming back. Don't worry. Uh, let me put this to you. I'm putting this in my notes. Would you rather see somebody like uh, a legend, uh, you know, or an, an older wrestler or a celebrity who's like never wrestled? I mean, I would much rather someone with wrestling smarts, but like, I don't understand why those are my options. Like the way Christian is being used is perfect. Yeah, but Christian's also there on a full-time contract. Yeah, like, I just, I get that it's for everybody else. It's just so not for fucking me. And when I see guys like this, when I see so much of it, like, and I don't see young talent getting pushed, it starts to piss me off. Like, this is just, I, I'm assuming it's a one-off, so great. Mm -hmm. But yeah. like, I just I've never cared, and there's so many people that deserve shots at things. <laughs> like, why doesn't Hook have a retaliation shot? Like, you know, like I don't know. It's just I don't know. I, I think we'll get there. I just yeah. don't care about. I don't care about spray painted tights. Was in a weird threesome angle in his late forties. High flyer guy now out of shape. I just, I, I don't have an attachment to him, so I don't care, and I don't have an attachment to any of these guys. Well, it's not for you. 
Yeah, that's why I'm complaining about it on the internet. Keep up. Really? Uh, legal counsel. Uh, this was somebody you're familiar with. Uh, good to see Rob Van Dam by your standards or bad. I, I think outside of his arms, um, I don't know. He just didn't have that same old stoner look that I'm so accustomed to. And, um, I don't know. I, I think that there is something to be said for where Kate's coming from with, there are younger talent in AEW that need time on camera. And I have certain things to talk with Kate about relative to El Cabang in a little bit. But I do think though that um, it has its place. But I think that you come from a unique perspective, Kate, and that you did start as an adult with this media as opposed to as a child sitting and watching with grandpa and great uncle like i did watching ricky the dragon steamboat and steamboat and macho is my favorite match ever so uh, it's an interesting perspective to hear it from someone who didn't grow up with it um but i i i do think that if that's the angle that they're trying to run okay run the angle but at the same time, I also recognize that it is going to lose eyeballs, particularly when you're trying to potentially compete with Titan Tower. I will say, too, I would have way less of a problem with it if I didn't feel like there was so much of it on the show and on both shows. Like, I just feel like AEW was using Legends super well. And now it feels like pretty oversaturated. So like for a one-off, this angle makes wrestling sense. It is a good nostalgia pop. When it's like this mixed in with so many old guys, I'm kind of like, I don't know. I, eh. It's not like a thing that stands out because there's so much of this going on right now. I think though that like for me, my perspective is different. When I went to Forbidden Door with Ant, in Chicago, the first one, and Jericho was there, as well as um, Sting, I wound up going back and looking back to the last show that I went to. And it was damn near 30 years to the day at Continental Airlines Arena. So it was really nostalgic for me to see Jericho go over that day at, at the United Center. But in any event, um, I tend to agree with you. I think that they've got an overloaded roster and not enough screen time. And they keep showing the same crap over and over again. And it doesn't seem like the stories are really going anywhere. At least from what I see. Legal counsel's on my side. Good luck, fellas. I mean, I think I think the one thing that we'd agree on or we'd hope for is that it's a one-shot deal right next week and that's it. I don't think I don't think it's going to go on past a week. He's not signed any type of contract. So one week it's done and um then we move on to to younger talent like Ethan Page and stuff like that. This is I think a way for them to possibly legitimize an FTW title. But beyond that, I I have no idea. 
Like that does not look like a guy who should be wrestling. Again, he's in better shape to me than if you were to bring in somebody like a Sabu or a Sandman, you know, probably the least of all evils. Always a good sign for your wrestling program. Well, listen, uh, we want to, you want to hate this, that's fine, but I'm going to make the argument the same way for the WWE. How many times do we have to see them run the same programs with the same guys and bring in celebrities and put them in important spots in pay-per-views, not even weekly television, where you've got guys who bust their hump for them almost a full year and they don't get paid to be on the big show? Yeah, I complain about that every other day of the week. I'm just saying, it's (laughs) it's the same thing. And it's funny how... People on both sides, uh, on one side, who are take a hard stance for the E, say have this complaint for AEW, and the same vice versa. People who are hard lined on AEW have that complaint for WWE, but not this way. Personally, we'll talk about Jeff Jarrett. I don't have a problem with Jeff Jarrett. I also don't have a problem with Rob Van Dam. If this is a one shot deal, they're doing it fine. But if this goes on to stretch to like a six month program, now we've got we've got problems. Yeah, if he gets a graphic, I'm gonna be whining. Yeah, no, I don't think he's gonna get a graphic. I'm hoping he doesn't. But the pop was big. That's what you want, right? It's a two hundred so. You assume somebody's gonna come out here. He got the pop. So moving on. Uh, we get a promo from Sheeta to the main event for the evening. We will certainly get to that. And then we have our three-way anything goes match. <clears throat> John Moxley uh, versus Penta versus Trent. Um, and this match had everything you could ask for. Uh, didn't see much blood on Mox, uh, but uh, you definitely saw blood on Trent. Uh, tables, chairs, trash cans, tacks. Uh, and at the end, Trent wins by pinfall. Um, steals the win from, uh, from Mox, who, uh, puts Penta down and Trent comes in to, to knock down Mox. Didn't take the pin. So, um, didn't have a problem with this match. I thought this match was actually a lot of fun. And we were over undering, uh, 30 seconds for, for John Moxley to bleed tonight did not happen. So Trent comes out with the win post-match. Claudio and Wheeler make their entrance, um, but they're met by Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy. There's a brawl, uh, and um, uh, the faces get the best of the BCC, uh, and Chuck says that uh, it looks like this match didn't accomplish a goddamn thing. So Friday night on Rampage, he wants to finish it in the parking lot of Daly's place. We have talked about this before possibly one of the most dangerous places you could be the parking lot of any the talent parking lot of any wrestling show but mostly daily's place um so we'll get that on friday night um uh, assuming that has clearly already been taped because rampage was being uh you know filmed tonight so uh and trent uh was bleeding so um yeah didn't have a, a problem with this uh any thoughts from rob van dam uh, he's the whole effing show. And uh, I just, someone in our podcast wanted me to share this picture. So I did. 
Uh, just a little yin yang on his belly, just poking out because he's got such. Actually, the yin yang is so perfectly placed too, right on the belly. Sure, sure. But was I the only oh, one shocked that you. Trent won? He looks he looks the same to me as Jericho. He, he no, does. no, not even close. You think Jericho's in in phenomenal shape compared to not phenomenal? Movie? Jericho, you actually has like abs, kind of. Okay. He does. Jericho, he does. Like you're 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 off on this one, Ant. I'm always off. I'm outnumbered all the time, so that's fine. Uh, no, but like this is just. Uh, it was it was find. the the side shot of RVD's belly that I was like, oh no. <laughs> but anyway. I thought this match was really good. I am kind of more interested about what was introduced before with the Proud and Powerful references because they're listed again um, as Proud and Powerful on the website and they alluded to the parking lot brawl before that. I'm hoping that maybe we're getting Santana and Ortiz back, which would be such a shot in the arm for this tag division that just keeps getting tournaments thrown at them. And I would hope that they would come back and, and be FTR once they choose to dive into that story because that was overdue before the injury. So um, they have such a different flavor than anybody that's there right now. I think it would be really, really, really good stuff. Ortiz deserves it. He's just been floating around while Santana's been out kind of in these other pictures. So I'm very um, excited about that and intrigued by the fact that there's a parking lot brawl coming up. Like, is that where the big return is? Because we've seen Santana... Uh, teasing stuff on social media i'm very excited about that potential return and also just excited about the fact that that would mean that they smooth things over uh within themselves and within aew so whatever frustrations existed pre and during injury might be gone because they deserve that and that would be awesome so good stuff i thought this could have been the spot tonight that they showed back up after this match um but they certainly could show up at that uh in the parking lot because that first Sue, match they Sue, had was Sue, phenomenal. Sue, 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 Sue. Founding member of Chaos, Sue. Absolutely, Sue. Um, so yeah, I mean, I didn't have a problem with this match. And to your point, Ryan, I, you know, Trent winning doesn't bother me. Glad to see Trent win. I uh, didn't know who actually was going to get the win here. I didn't think it was going to be Penta. But I wasn't sure if it was going to be Mox or Trent. Uh, so, um, you know, I thought the way they sort of played this match out was was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I'm not bothered by it. I was just shocked by it. Like, you know, who knew that they would let, uh, you know, let, let Trent win? Finally. Finally. True. Uh, and then I guess uh, to our legal counsel, uh, thoughts on the Anything Goes match. I also know you're not a huge Moxley fan. Do not care really much at all for John. Um, I think he's, um, I think he goes too much with the blade too fast too soon. And that's why, you know, you and I were goofing 30 seconds in. He's going to be bleeding. I think that I've sent you texts in the past, like, He's he, as soon as he gets out of his car or truck and walks into the arena, he's blading himself. Um, I think there's a time and a place for that. And I think that that should be part part and parcel of a blow off or something that means something. 
but on a random Wednesday night in the middle of July. And I realized he didn't play tonight, but I, I just, I guess I'm old school in that regard. And I think that um, it was a, it was an interesting twist tonight. I, I could have sworn that Mox was going to win that one on paper. Um, it, it just seemed like it was going to be his and for Trent to win and walk away with the victory. It was, it was a pleasant surprise. So I will say Moxley's psychology behind it, because it's actually not my fi favorite either, but his whole mentality is if you're in a fight, you don't bleed nearly as much as wrestling has you bleed, but you do bleed more often. So he does have a reasoning behind it. So I, I agree with you. Sometimes it's, it is like overkill, but I appreciate that just so you know. Like that's how he kind of justified it in interviews. He was like, if you're really in a fight, you bleed – frequently but not buckets like you, you do in a, sure. in a lot of these matches so just just additional context much appreciated thank you you're welcome so with trent getting the win tonight do we think um do we think the bcc wins the parking lot brawl i'm going with who's ever driving the truck who's ever got a truck or a vehicle maybe a horse go-kart sue has a minivan sure oh you know what i just thought of proud and powerful could come back and if eddie's done with the g1 you could set up blackpool combat club versus a returning proud and powerful and that could be a lot of fucking fun <laughs> so that might be the way to go maybe uh best friends win because of some sort of interference from Proud and Powerful or Blackpool Combat Club wins, but who's standing right behind them uh, at the end of that so they don't stand tall for long. But them as a, a unit could be really, really fun uh, and would reignite everything after Eddie's G1 run. But he's moving on in that tournament, man. He's getting some Ws, so we'll see. Well... We love uh, we love some Eddie, and I think uh, I think Tony Khan also too had sort of said leading to death before dishonor um, that uh, you know I guess they wanted to have uh, Eddie Claudio, uh, but because of the G one couldn't happen, so uh, they're sort of desperately I guess waiting for him to come back and maybe pick up where they left off. Uh, so we'll see, but Eddie's moving on. Eddie's. Picking up wins. So that's good. Uh, we get another backstage interview from uh, the absolutely stunning Renee Paquette. And uh, this is where Rob Van Dam basically calls Jack Perry out. So we know we're going to get that match next week. Uh, and then MJF comes out to the crowd uh, to make, or comes to make his entrance. Um, and he's getting a baby face reaction, huge face reaction. Um, and he says he's emotional, uh, and he's, he wants to have a heart to heart with everyone in the arena, uh, and everyone watching at home. And, uh, he said that everybody or most of us know that he has ADD and, um, that comes with many other disorders, including rejection, sensitive dysphoria, which is when you have trouble managing feelings of rejection and they get blown up out of proportion. And he talks about when he was bullied, he had told this story before, but when he got bullied, um, having corners thrown at quarters thrown at him, um, you know, and being told to, uh, 
to pick them up as they're thrown at him by other kids saying pick them up Jew boy or something like that. He loves saying that term. Uh, but um, uh, that's how he sort of learned that he has to stab everyone in the back to protect himself. But he's now beginning to realize that's not the way to live because in doing that, he became one of them, a scumbag himself. And he said, be, to be honest, being a scumbag is easy. Getting booze is easy. But what's hard is being vulnerable. And he knew that if he opened up and got booed, it would kill him. It would take him right back to being the kid who had the quarters thrown thrown at him. But he's not scared anymore. And we taught him, uh, you know, we taught him that uh, we do care about Max and that he we've got sympathy for the devil. And you know what? He's not going to change overnight. He's still a scumbag but he's ready to be our scumbag. And it's thanks to a person who taught him that he can trust uh, and be vulnerable. And even yes, that Max deserves a friend. And he introduces Adam Cole, who comes down with no music, no fanfare. And Cole puts uh, over MJF as one of the best in the world and a young talent uh, at such a young age. Um, And he appreciates the man he's becoming, having the guts to talk about what he's been through. And Adam wants to make sure that he knows he's not alone. He says that he was scared and he didn't know what a man uh, really was, but Max is becoming the man he's meant to be. And that there are people, these people love and adore him and they do want to cheer for him. And it's not because he's so good. It's because they know deep in his heart and his soul that there's a good guy. And he wants to make sure Max knows that uh, he's incredibly proud of him. And so are all the fans. So Friedman says um, uh, says that he knows and that he enjoys the verbal fellatio. That's not why he called him out there, but he called him out because he promised him a title match after the tag uh, match, win, lose, or draw. But now he's decided that Cole doesn't deserve a match. So everybody's uh, a little taken aback by this, but Max continues, and he says that Madam, uh, Adam doesn't deserve a match. He deserves the match at the biggest show in history in front of the biggest crowd at all in, in Wembley. And there's no one he'd rather make history with than Cole. And he passes him a contract to sign. So Adam signs it and tells Max that he loves him. Friedman reciprocates and they hug it out. And MJF says that he has to be honest. He's going to win. They have some good natured banner about it. And uh, they pose in the turnbuckles. And we do see backstage that Roddy strong is Uh, having a fit, smashing anything he can get his hands on, uh, throwing things around and crying. But the kingdom comes in uh, and uh, they tell him that's just like Cole, constantly forgetting about his real friends, and they walk off. So uh, a different side of Max tonight, right? We've been seeing this slow transformation over the few weeks. I know we called out one of these weeks he came out and was like high-fiving people on his way uh, into the ring, something we never see out of Max. You know, he's having fun in the ring, having a dance contest, and tonight he's being vulnerable, almost to tears, right? Hugging it out. Um, but boy, uh, something that goes off in the back of my mind, uh, and which is why I'm glad we have legal counsel here to weigh in, is that um, he looked... Like, he was really pushing Adam to sign that contract. Here you go, pal. Sign it. Adam didn't read it. So what could be in that contract 
that's going to in my brain that's going to turn Max even harder heel uh, on uh, on Adam Cole uh, because they're going to have this match, but there's going to be something in there. I think we all sort of maybe think that. I don't know. Maybe you guys tell me. But I would like to ask legal counsel um, what kind of problems there can be if you're not going to read a contract and you're just going to sign it blind. What kind of trouble can you be getting yourself into? All of the trouble. Um, I, I, I've worked with some very interesting people in terms of uh, people coming in for advice, various contracts. And if you don't read it, you could have just signed a contract that says that you got to wear polka dot socks on the third Tuesday and it better be a full moon. Otherwise, the contract doesn't go through. Um, I think that perhaps Cole was coerced into signing that contract. Um, maybe a little That's bit of what duress. I was going to ask about, like, is it a legitimate contract? Because the signing feels like maybe he was signing under precarious circumstances. I felt like he was pressured into the signing. I'm going to answer your question with a question. Did Ariel read and understand the contract in The Little Mermaid? Um, I don't believe she so. Just kinda, she did. Right? And then she lost her voice. She did, but that was also ocean rules. <laughs> Maritime <laughs> law. That's right. Story. <laughs> um, yeah, I... I don't know. There's, um, it could be big problems for Adam Cole. And I don't think that you want to mess with somebody like MJF because he has certainly demonstrated that, well, and they'll tell you every time he, he picks up the mic, he is the devil. He's trouble, man. I'm just going to say right here, right now, smart Mark Sterling could never, could never. You are better legal counsel than well, AEW has running around in whatever goofy suit. Smart Mark Sterling wants to wear that day. Hey, that's great fashion. I thought the segment was awesome. Um, this was kind of like the the climax of the face piece of this, probably. Uh, as someone with ADD, it was actually really refreshing to hear him talk about uh, the rejection sensitivity piece of it, because it's extremely real, and it gets in the way of a lot of stuff. Uh so that was pretty cool, but I, it's just Max is so damn good at this, man. Like, and there's there's so much intrigue in this storyline, and I really think it could go a million different ways. Like, there's the obvious thing of Max retains at Wembley because he screwed over Cole in the contract, or he's been the devil all along, or he reneged because he got nervous because he doesn't know how to trust someone. Or there's a really interesting angle where Adam Cole wins and MJF wins it back the next pay-per-view or even before that. But, uh, you know, MJF finally learns to, to trust and this is what he gets for it. He loses his title. Like, there's a lot of really, really interesting avenues that you could take. And I say it all the time, the reign of terror from Triple H was not a consecutive days thing. It was a... I held the title most of the time over these 
years thing. Uh, and Adam Cole winning at Wembley would be like a, just the shock of the century. I feel like that would be huge. So I, I think there's multiple routes they can go. I don't think any of them are wrong, which is a huge credit to the storytelling. And that's before you even add Roddy and the possibility of Kyle O'Reilly returning, like all these other possibilities that can add layers to the top of it. Um, but just just brilliantly done here from Max. And, and Cole deserves a lot of credit too for being the very grounding force in all of this. Um, just really, really good stuff. And I'm so intrigued to see what direction they go with it because I think it could be really interesting. What if there's a forum selection clause? Forum selection clause in that the contract was just signed in the United States for a match in england why does the devil need to pay any sort of attention to a contract that was signed in america for a match in england or maybe some dynamic where if cole wins he won it on behalf of double clothesline and it somehow reverts back to mjf i like it I like the possibilities. Interesting legalities behind the contract. I'll say that. Uh, Schlong, what did you think about the segment and the the contract problems that Cole hey. was getting into? Did you just yell at me? She yelled at all of us. That was rude. What did I do to you, Kate? Daphne's being a little sneaky sneak. So I love the segment. I mean, it was a great segment. I will say... I saw a couple comments in the chat being like, um, you know, what if, uh, you know, if the con that the match isn't for a title or something like that. The only thing I'll say there is that's it's you run a big risk as a company when you do a bait and switch like that because you're gonna piss fans off. They they expect something and then like you just run a risk. I'm not saying it's not possible, but. I think you're 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 taking your chances. I think MJF's just someone who really wants to be loved. He's always wants to be loved, um, and now now he is. So more importantly, though, as the show has gone on, and I'm I'm bored myself with doing it. I have been hold on. I got to pull everything up. Everything's all messed up. I have been taking notes mm-hmm. in honor of, in honor of our of our guest. Our guest is uh. You know, he had a notepad, and I felt like it was only fair to uh, take take you know appropriate notes with him. So, hold on. There you go. Uh, oh boy, these are my Joe Walsh notes. So now I gotta go get to him. Joe Walsh, guy in bed. There are his notes. He's not in the Eagles, the band. Not providing legal advice. Guitar Center is bad. Does not support women. Does not listen to Ant. Joe mm-hmm. upset that the entire Mark Order podcast is not going to Metallica. Joe liked the opening match. Turned on by Jericho, apparently. That's how I mm-hmm. interpreted it. Mm-hmm. Pro wrestling tees checkout is slow. One at gray. So now he supports women. Joe thinks TK doesn't blink. Glad no announcement about announcement. Joe smacked his phone at some point. Just thought you guys should know that. Mm-hmm. Joe did the RVD motion at some point. Thought you guys should know that as well. Turned off camera and got up to put a pillow behind his back. Again, thought you guys should know that. 
Mm-hmm. Outside of arms, Joe was not impressed with RVD. Then he sucked up to Kate a whole bunch. Not thrilled with that. Right. Uh, this is where I doodled. I, I loved it, actually. I thought that part was great. Yeah, I'm sure you did. So I doodled, uh, just like you would do in grade school. Not a Mox guy. Think he blades too much. Save blood for blow off. Thought me thought me. Oh, he was shocked when Trent won. Sorry, I, I must have gotten bored and wandered. Sucked up to Kate again. Enjoy your <laughs> really pushing your luck. Thinks whoever has a vehicle wins parking lot brawl. I think Joe thinks he's better than me. I have an issue with that. Cole can get in all of the trouble. Joe has worked with weirdos. Makes people wear polka dot socks. Maybe his <laughs> fetish. Thinks Cole may have been a mermaid. Big problems for Adam Cole. Bay Bay. MJF equals devil slash trouble. Foreign selection clause. Not good in England. So that is what the notes that what I got from my notes. Pretty Flawless. good. Pretty good. Flawless Pretty good. conclusions. We're caught up. All right. I'm no longer going to be taking notes. Okay. I was hoping you were going to now synthesize it all and try and piece together the mystery that is yours truly as a result of your notes. Yeah, you have a fetish for polka dot socks. Therefore, Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. Very well played. I, I will tell you that I have a brand newfound respect for all three of you. I watch you guys semi-regularly, and I thought that this was easy. This is fucking tough. As <laughs> soon as I start talking, my mind goes to Pluto, and Pluto's not even a planet anymore, kids. I will say, though, Ryan, to your point about me kissing up to Kate, I've got a bone to pick with her, and we'll get there. And she just mentioned some disturbance in her house, and there's also a rub there too she stole my dog's name my dog's name is daphne my my dog's name is spelled daphne d-a-f-f-n-e-y is yours okay see so we we have some distinction no he spelled his the right way (laughs) mine's spelled like daphne unger how dare you my little my little scream queen over here i can't believe kate's stealing names what a bitch Names, well, moves, you know. You literally do a character that's me, Ryan. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, Rate is their own person. Yeah, Rate's a person. I would argue inspired by yours truly. How well, can she be inspired when you guys Anyway, Joe is right. We're basically heroes for doing this. Continue. <laughs> I'll go toe-to-toe with you on Bird Law. That's all I know. Here, here. All I know is three strikes you're out. Joe, have you ever had to try anything regarding spaghetti policy? No, I don't believe so, no. Okay. <laughs> As in, like, is a spa day? Like, bag of, Ziploc bag of spaghetti? Like, I'm, yeah, like, what's your spaghetti policy around here? Ah, uh, okay, no. <laughs> no challenges to uh, spaghetti policy. Just thought I'd ask. Aunt knows his bird law. I'd ask about spaghetti policy. There's also maritime law, and all I know is you're a hook, you're a crook, Captain Hook. So here, here. All right, moving on to the next segment because here's where the bone's going to be picked. I'm sure uh, we have Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, and Satnam Singh versus the Elite, Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Um, coming to the end of this match, 
uh, we see a whole bunch of people getting involved. Sanjay Dutt. Uh, we also see uh, Karen Jarrett uh, ringside. She tries to distract. Uh, so uh, she gets sprayed in the face with cooling mist by Brandon Cutler, who now has a man beard. Uh, Sanjay Dutt lays out Cutler, and the Hardys come down to neutralize Sanjay. Uh, then Jarrett has the guitar, but Hangman Adam Page lays him out with a, um, a buckshot lariat. Omega hits the V-trigger on Jay Lethal. The Elite win by pinfall with one-winged angel from Kenny on Jay. And then post-match, Kenny gets on the mic and says um, that something's been on Page's mind. He should talk about it. So Hangman does announce that the Elite have re-signed with AEW. So tonight at 200, they're happy to be. They're so happy to be there. And here's to the next 200. Omega goes on to say whether it be Dynamite, Ring of Honor, Rampage, heck, even Collision. You'll be seeing even more of them. But for now, goodbye and good night. Bang. Uh, so uh, a good day all around for the Elite. Uh, we have that news that broke today and news and notes to quickly touch on, but, um, uh, I did not have a problem with this match because you knew that we were going to get the elite. The news broke today. This was a perfectly fine thing to do. It was a sort of non story match to have out there to get the elite on TV for episode 200. I also do not have a problem with Jeff Jarrett. I truly don't. We've talked about this before. He elicits a reaction. That's what's best for business. So they put him on TV. Um, I would like to throw it to legal counsel to now uh, give his thoughts and pick his bones uh, with Kate. Unmuted is the best way we could talk about this fucking match. So this is actually perfect. I agree with you. I didn't like the match, but I think that Jeff Jarrett is quite possibly the best professional wrestler to ever lace him up. I think he is a fantastic heel. He puts asses in the seats and can you rub it. You rub in your face right now is exactly it. Can we ban him right now? Can we just, can we just... <laughs> no to your point though, Kate about too many old guys. They brought in uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledum right there at the end, the Hardy Boys. I'm sick and tired of seeing them. Those guys have no business being in a professional wrestling yes. ring any yeah, they, longer. They can't it's, move it's anymore. Embarrassing. It it's embarrassing. Really it's a bummer because we've seen so many graceful exits from wrestling, I feel like, of recent, Indeed. and they are not on that track. No. See, um, the, the great thing about this match, Ant, was you didn't even need to read the summary because all these fucking matches are exactly the same. They're all the same. Running at the end. Running at the end? They're all the same fucking match. Every Jeff Jarrett match with this group is the same. We get Karen Jarrett. We get a guitar spot. We get all the same shit with Satnam Singh because he can't fucking wrestle. Oh, my God. Look at Sandre Dutt, who's probably one of the two best managers that they got. Every match is the same. Can I just say? This no, was just, you can't. This was, this was fun. This was a way to get the elite on TV for episode 200. It Find was a better way than rinse, lather, repeat with the same old guy who wrestles one match. I have been watching Ric Flair's last match for like two years on television now. It's the same shit every fucking time. But it's fun. Figure out something else. No, it's not fun. It's fun. It was fun the first time they did it. The no, 78th fucking time that they're doing it is not fun for me. First I time also don't like House of Torture. 
I also don't like House of Torture and New Japan. I also get sick of this shit with the Bloodline and WWE. I get really sick of it with Judgment Day and the WWE because Dominic Mysterio can't actually fucking wrestle either. This overbooked shit is so annoying. I'm so tired of watching the same match over and over and over again with this guy. Stop wasting guitars. They're great instruments. They didn't waste it tonight. They didn't tonight. But in general, waste of cold spray. They did. It's a waste of cold spray. Save that for injured people. Get this shit off my screen. It's every fucking week. It's the same match. Who cares? It's fun. We're having fun. I'm not having fun. I'm not having a good time. And you know what? If I'm not having a good time, women are not being supported. And nobody's having a good time then. There it is. Except for the straight white men who seem to love that shit. But don't... So then, like, how how do you, I guess, synthesize um, the role of a heel? Isn't that... Isn't Jeff Jarrett doing his job? No. You're, we're, we sit and we talk about it, or I don't, but you folks do. It's go away for me because I don't want to see it. A good heel makes me not like them for the creative work they're doing, not by fucking boring me. Like, this has changed the channel shit to me. Like, <laughs> this is so... Because it's the same shit every time. It's the same reason I don't go and watch... I can't say that about The Office, but for most shows, I don't go watch the same episode every fucking time. Like, it's it's the same thing. I just don't like overbooking. Like, it's it's boring to me because it's it feels very lazy. So... <sighs> people love it i'm not one of those people but it's like it's a combination of this being on my screen so frequently and it's the same thing every time like if you're gonna have the same stuff at least do it once every few weeks and it's on all the time like at least the concession stand brawl or whatever the fuck that was was different like i still didn't love it but it was something different than we always see Ryan, what do you think? I loved it. I'm Ryan. I love everything. Oh, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. This movie Kate feel right hates everything home. and gets mad that I enjoy things. Oh, I felt so at home watching this match. Well, I was told before that it's just fun. We're just having fun. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I thought we were having. It's fun. fun. This isn't fun. This is a lot of fun. People seem to think this is a lot of fun. Yeah, they're wrong. No, they're right. No. Yeah, I'm sorry. People have spoken. This is fun. <laughs> you should know it's like Kate's version of Ryan as butters. That's so Lulu, I got some apples. Lulu, butters. That's me. We do have a better impression of Ryan. Hi, my name is Ryan. <laughs> Everything is fun. Maybe <laughs> picked up by an echo. This doesn't work, but there's an echo. Sorry. I was um, just learning to love. Oh, no. <laughs> this was a fine match for the day that they re-signed because you wanted to have them on the show. There was no pressure, nothing to it. It was just a good old-fashioned fun match to let them show off. And people love Jeff, Jeff Jarrett on their TV. Everyone loves him on their TV. So, you know... Keisha's mad because she thought Dom Mysterio would be gone by now and he just keeps getting bigger and bigger. No, I'm mad because put the fucking wingman in the spot. Put somebody no, else in the spot. No, it's not the same. It's not. 
It's not the same. You put anybody else in there, it's not the same. That's the point. <laughs> it would be really refreshing. No, for it to no, not, no, be no. not for what they did tonight. Not for what you they wanted did. the reaction they got tonight. I didn't want the reaction that they got tonight. <clears throat> you guys might have wanted the reaction they got tonight. They might have gotten wanted the reaction that they got tonight. But this is episode two hundred. These guys just got here like eight months ago. Why not put some of the day one guys on there and have some sentimental value in there and put Peter Avalon, who I'd like to fuck, by the way, in my FMK for how long? How many? I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna say something here. Kate generally says she's going to fuck him. This is the first time I think she said ever who I'd like to. And for some reason, who I'd like to is way worse <laughs> than I'm going to. Because it's weird in the context of our FMK. But you guys know it what really I mean. Is. The Dark Order is a great example, too. Like, no, you couldn't put the Dark Order in this match. That's too yeah, serious. Yeah, they got the, the story stuff, too, going on. But, like, I don't know. It just felt like put, put someone that has significance to the 200 aspect in there. Instead of the same match we're going to see probably on Friday and Saturday and Wednesday for the rest of my fucking life. You just wanted a feel-good moment, and that's what you got. I did not feel good. I, I did. I did, too. I felt good. Oh, good for fun. you. It was just fun. No, it was that. Well, you're the only one who feels that way. Mogul Embassy gets a promo, right. uh, and AR Fox is talking point. He says if uh, him and Darby were so close, why didn't Darby call him and thank him? When he got signed to AEW, he didn't hear a word for five years. So now he's going to take everything he gave him away. And Strickland's uh, Swerve Strickland says he's not going to lie and uh, and say your family. But when you're a mogul affiliate, he'll take care of you and put you in his movies. So then we get footage of Swerve and AR Fox visiting Nick Wayne uh, while he's training in the garage and they attack him and his training partners. And finally, Swerve smashes a frame photo of Buddy Wayne over uh, Nick's head, shows it to the camera, uh, where we see it's him and Nick together, and then uh, puts it down. He says, let me put this right where you found out your father was no longer with you. And Wayne's bleeding from the face, so Shane grabs uh, Nick's phone to call Darby. They make him unlock it and call him. And uh, Swerve tells him to shut up and listen and asks why he couldn't be bothered to call A.R. Fox. They're the ghosts of his past, and... They're here to haunt him, and this is only the beginning. So, clearly this story will go on with Nick Wayne and Darby versus AR Fox and Swerve. So we'll have to wait longer to get the blow-off between uh, uh, Keith Lee and Swerve, but I don't mind it. I like seeing AR Fox get more involved. I think he fits this more. We talked about this last week, right, where it's like what took them so long to find people who actually fit into swerve sort of realm right um and can be vindictive and sort of work in the same style rather than the two fucking idiots they put in with him from the start um so uh i i didn't mind this uh i thought the whole unlock the phone spot was funny but took a little too long uh it just seemed a little clunky in the middle but i get what they're doing Right. So I didn't necessarily have a problem with this, but it just was a little long for me. It could have shortened this up. Why do the the whole sort of intro to the video? Just throw it to the video, you know, like do that. Also, a legal question. Uh, can't you be incriminating yourself by putting a video of basically a breaking? Well, not a breaking and entering, but trespassing and uh, I guess assault and battery 
live on television. Was he warned that uh, he's trespassing? Like, did he say that you're on my property, you need to get off my property? Now, in the state of Indiana, you got to be warned. Interesting. Or shot at. Mm. But I'm pretty sure in any state, he assaulted him. That's true. There's no assault in Indiana either. Wow. Battery. Battery. You're just mixing words. No, actually, the difference is assault is an attempted battery. Uh, I thought assault was something you put on a uh, food. No, that's I knew, a pepper. I knew you were gonna. I knew you were gonna make that joke so bad. Mm-hmm. You, know you just managed to do it yourself. No, I'm better than that. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> yeah, don't record uh, your nefarious activities. Don't share it oh. on social media. And uh, we record nefarious activities every every Wednesday oh, from ten fifteen <laughs> Eastern. There you go. <laughs> Upside down question mark. That was a scrubs joke. Hmm. Didn't land. Um, dare you, Aunt? This is great. Anybody? I would, like, I would like to talk about the fact that this was great. I thought it was vicious. Not enough Jeff Jarrett. And if you felt like the segment was long, you felt like I did the entire match before. Um, though I'm glad to hear that we might be getting Kenny Omega on Collision. That did pique my ears. Very interesting stuff about what that could lead to. But this segment was great. They really lean into the dead fathers. Christian just didn't even come close to this with his Jungle Boy dead father. <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, really well done, like really well filmed. You can tell Swerve just takes a lot of pride in this stuff. Air Fox fitting in like a glove to this angle makes sense with their independent history. Um, Nick Wayne playing sympathetic very, very well. And this continuing to push what I'm assuming is more focused on the Swerve and Darby story, I think is really great. And that is why uh, I think Ant needs to leave the show. He broke it. I broke him with my brilliant analysis. Sorry, I don't know why I got booted, but I'm back. He's back. Got go again. Um, yeah, I just want to be clear. I don't think this went... I don't think this was, like, obnoxiously long. I just felt like there were a couple points where it's, like, it could have been condensed, right? Sure. Like, especially to save some time for things that we still had to get to, like the main event. If you didn't feel like this felt obnoxiously long, then you did not at all feel like I felt like the Jeff Jarrett match felt. So I rescind my comparison. Yes, I thought the match was perfect. Brian, any problems with this promo? This was excellent. Oh, look at that. Maybe it's actually going to go through now. Holy fucking shit. Is Joe off supporting women? Stay tuned. Trying. I'm trying to see if I got a notification about a sale. I like that Swerve killed the kid on, on camera. No one seems to be commenting on it. It just Swerve <laughs> killed the guy. Yeah, I mean, pretty sure that would he killed him. That was awesome. That's what we needed out of Swerve and AR Fox. Like they look awesome. They look like badasses, mean, mean old villains, and that's what we needed. Um get Nick Wayne and Darby some of that babyface sympathy. All good across the board. Swerve has been on a upwards trajectory as of late and I'm I'm here for it because he is too talented to not be on 
the TV every week. And yes, I said the TV like I was an old person. <laughs> you really did. Well, I liked it, and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, where we're going with this story. But I, I do like a lot of the the sort of backstory they're tying in, right? We've been talking about it for weeks now. The independent history, the history with Darby and everybody and Nick Wayne and, and, and all that. So I think this is really good stuff. But we do move on to the Ring of Honor Tag team world tag team championship match, uh, Aussie Open, and uh, they went against Vikingo and Commander. Uh, and this is the point in the show where we are going to ask Ryan if he's done his homework and he can throw up the Aussie Open, uh, you know, hand symbol. So, Kate, let's take a look. Ryan is moving his microphone. He's preparing. He is stretching his hands out. Nice and easy, Ryan. It's a real simple one. Okay. Should not be so taking this much effort from you. So it's this, right? Okay. He put up the diamond. There you go. Okay. Four fingers. Okay. And then just pop the pinky. No. Oh, oh so close. Interlocking fingers. It's just the. It's just what you had. Right, so you throw the pinkies with. It. You can pinkies up. Over. Nope. And then you just with the pointers and you. Ew. No, oh, oh Ryan, so close. No, oh, oh. So, no that's quite. like two Shaka Bros touching. <laughs> no, you you know what, Ryan? You'll find it. You'll get there. You'll find it someday. Uh, well, Aussie Open does retain their titles. Um, uh, in a good showing. Uh. You know, we know what you're getting out of Commander and, and Vikingo. Um, you know, Aussie Open. Uh, we haven't seen too much of them on AEW television, uh, but I thought they looked very good tonight. Um, I thought the match was good. It is still weird. We've said it before. Why are Ring of Honor, you know, sort of titles being defended on AEW television? Personally, I think, again, this was sort of a means to an end, just getting Aussie open on AEW television, because I don't I personally don't think they're long for Ring of Honor. I think they're going to be part of, you know, Dynamite or Collision at some point. But I didn't have a problem with the match. I know, Kate, you're an Aussie open, Mark. So like, dislike, I'm assuming like. Very much like the match. Uh, Mark Davis just got back like not long ago at all. He can't he returned to death before dishonor. They looked good. Didn't seem like they lost a step. Kyle Fletcher is just like sneaky strong. Um, but it was nice to see him kind of gel with a different style tonight. Like, I don't think I've seen Aussie open in there with, with luchadors very much. So that was a nice, refreshing change of pace. Would very much like to see the ROH tag titles defended on ROH fucking literally ever. Because that has not happened since we got new tag champions. Um, but hoping that they'll be working both because they can just travel with collision in order to accomplish that. So fingers crossed that's the case. Otherwise I'm just going to be really sad for the kingdom because they're there every week. So, uh, yeah. Ryan, Aussie open, even though you can't do the hand symbol. Oh, still working. Aussie, Aussie, So close. They're very, very good. Um, I'm happy to watch them wrestle anytime they're on TV. However, uh, I believe everyone is in agreement. They should be on ROH TV 
defending the titles on ROH programming, not on AEW programming. That needs to be fixed. But otherwise, they're excellent, and this is a great tag match. And Vikingo Commander, great team. The, the whole thing was great, and hand signals. Ozzy, Ryan, Ozzy, Ozzy. Ryan's oh, getting oh, himself oh. Get, killed by throwing up a gang signal. <laughs> he doesn't know, but he's really setting himself up for some sort of murder. Yeah, it's not going to be great. Oh, boy. Uh, Joe, not super familiar with Ozzy Open, uh, but uh, did have a chance to see him, I think, one at uh, Forbidden Door. Uh, what did you think of them tonight? I like the uh, littler of the two dudes, but the big dude, he can put on a show. Um, he's he can certainly bump, and uh, I I don't I don't have much to say, dude. Again, this is fucking hard, dude. And I'm not <laughs> talking about my penis. It this is just difficult to do. I, I was not prepared for an Aussie Open question. I'd be more than happy to that ask me anything. But pretty sound analysis, honestly. Like that is kind of what that tag team is. Is like Kyle Fletcher is the showcase, and that Mark Davis does work really well in in compliment to him. But and I have some breaking news. Breaking news. Beep, 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 beep. Hi, and I'm standing here in the field where I'm getting word that a T-shirt has been purchased. A join the mark order <laughs> double sided garment. The standard soft unisex t-shirt in the color black i won't say the size just because i'm a nice person but it's reasonable like you look great it was purchased for 27.99 plus shipping for 685 and a handling fee of 56 cents tax came in at a dollar 96 for a grand total of 37.36 thank you so much for supporting women and the mark order and pro wrestling tees Back to you, Ant. Kate, I can confirm I got an alert that a new sale has gone through. New sale. A new t-shirt has been purchased. So that is good. Uh, I will say this, though. Uh, perhaps this person should have thought about uh, doing a manual pickup in the city of Chicago uh, and saving themselves the shipping. They're saying no, but just nope don't have a kevlar vest thanks there we have it uh well somebody supports women and you can do that too we'll tell you how to do that in a little bit but uh we do get a video package hyping up cm punk and ricky starks uh on uh on uh collision so colliders we'll get to see that saturday and then we are into the main event. And it is the AEW Women's World Championship. Uh, Shida versus Tony Storm. And uh, I don't know how long they had. I don't remember if they only had like 12 minutes on the clock when this match started. They ran over uh, by like two minutes or three minutes. They stayed with it. Um, Shida wins by pinfall becoming the new AEW Women's World Champion. Confetti hits. That's the show. They hype up Saturday. And we're out. Personally, I hated this. Nothing to do with the fact that I'm not a big Sheeta fan. 
I just feel like this. I don't know. I feel like this is a shot at at fucking Tony Storm for some reason. I feel like she gets the belt a couple times in her tenure at AEW, and none of them seem to be the none of them handled the way they should have been really handled. Right. So she had the she had the belt uh, when um, uh, Thunder Rosa got hurt. Right. So she became the interim champion. The whole time she had it. And then after she loses it, they decide to say, we are going to uh, take away the interim, you know, sort of title. And and she her reign was as a real champion. Okay, great. But she doesn't have the belt anymore. So it's just a record book thing. She won this belt uh, at the last pay-per-view, didn't hold it that long. And now they rip it off her to give it back to Sheeta, who's been back on TV for what three weeks? Uh, I just don't understand this. I feel like it's a shot at Tony Storm. I um, I just don't know. Honestly, I, I don't. I don't know. I get it that a lot of people are happy about this. I didn't like it. I feel like it's a shot at Tony Storm. I think she she actually was doing a good job as a heel champion. I think it was way too quick to get the belt off her. I don't know where the, where they're trying to get to with this, but don't. I don't like it. I'd love to hear what you guys thought. Uh, I think they found out that Jamie Hayter is not going to be back in time and the match in the moment was going to be Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm. And so I think you had to do something. Why they did this here and not at Wembley, I'm intrigued by because that feels like the obvious. Uh, I kind of like it because it just... This has been stuck in the mud for months, regardless of who would be to blame for it. Like... If they were waiting for Jamie, if it's just been laziness, like they needed, they needed something. And Sheeta is very over with the crowd and having this moment, I think was really good. Complaints have never been about her in ring uh, from, from me at all. I think the character has come a long way. Uh, I liked the two time champion versus the longest reigning women's champion story going into it. Um, I think they needed a reset button and she's a really reliable person to do that with. Um, I, I think Tony Storm's story probably did get derailed by the Jamie Hayter injury. And that's, that's very unfortunate. Some people in the chat were saying, so she's not going to be back by Wembley. She's not going to be back for a while. Unfortunately. That's the report. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I get, I get it. I, I get that, but st- still like, I feel like, okay, so she's not going to be back, and there was a story that you wanted to tell with Jamie Hayter and Tony, right? Like, I get it. But she's not going to be back, so why don't you figure out something else for Tony Storm, not rip the belt off her? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they just decided to be like, well, that's fucked, take it off her. I mean, there's a lot of possibilities, though, from this place, right? Like, there's... um I think you're not going to go to the UK and not have Soraya in the picture and Tony Storm and Soraya are on the same side. So whether that is a multi-person match, like if we're getting a a triple threat or a four corners or something, or um, maybe Mercedes is showing up, like who the hell knows? Um, I like Tony too. And I, I get what you're saying. Like, I, I don't think it's a shot at her, but I do think she's the victim of some unfortunate circumstances. Uh, but I, I think they desperately needed to do something. And honestly, like, if it's not going to be Willow, 
It can't be Britt. Jamie's hurt. Everybody else is on the other side of things. Like, I, I think it makes sense. But I, I get what you're saying. I'm just intrigued to see where this goes. Because I think it seems like there's a little bit more of a plan for Chris in place. Uh, this was definitely an intentional move to do it on your 200th um, a month or so before Wembley. Like, and I'm, I'm hoping this means that there's wheels in motion for something and a storyline that's been very, very stuck in the mud. But I, I understand what you're saying. I just think it's more that Tony Storm has been just twice in, in a really weird spot and not necessarily a reflection of, of her as much as their creative continued missteps with things. My only, my only other problem with this too is right. So the thinking now for me would be like, okay, maybe we're going to do Sheeta Soraya right at Wembley. You got to give the belt to Soraya, right? You can't bring her into Wembley and have her lose at home. Like that's probably what you're, you know, I don't know if they'd want to pull the belt off Sheeta at Wembley like that, but I, I honestly feel like, if Soraya is going into Wembley against anybody, she's got to win for whatever the stakes. Yeah. I think the problem is it's like, I don't know. It definitely doesn't feel like she's fully cleared or like fully in, in what it would take to be a champion levels of ability to perform right now. That's just the way I see it. I was thinking because of what you just said, like you, you don't want to pin her. Right. So that's kind of why I was like, well, maybe it's a multi-man match or something. Cause you're probably going to want Britt Baker on that card. She's been on TV of recent on the face side, getting meaningless wins, but wins. Um, so maybe it's, maybe it's a, a four corners match. Maybe it's a six person. I don't know. But like, I think you protect Soraya by not having her take the pin is my guess, just cause it feels like with how little she's been wrestling, like, I don't think they want to belt her. Otherwise, I think you would have seen a program for Soraya going into this, like in a in a proper fashion. Um, but also, like, there's a lot of people like me that complain that there's not enough women on the card. So if you do a four corners match or a triple threat, that's a, a good way to go about it. Um, but from what we saw tonight, I thought the match was also very good, uh, and I. I, I get where you're coming from, Ant, but I, I sometimes it feels like you just need to do something to get momentum kicked off again, and that's what this felt like to me. Was like this storyline has not moved anywhere in like two and a half fucking months. Let's do something and then build out the next couple weeks for whatever Wembley's going to look like. It's just going to be hard for me if they put Saray on the card anywhere. She's got to win. So if you're putting her in there against Sheeta for the title, she's got to win. Like I forgot she. Had, sorry, I just saw in the chat someone she has endometriosis too. I forgot that she had said that. So I don't. I don't know what she's capable of, or maybe she'll just be a presence. You know, maybe she'll be in Tony Storm's who, corner on a rematch or something like that. Who knows? But like, it's got to be. A, it's got to be a money match for anybody against Sheeta. Like, you can't give me Sheeta versus, you know, I don't know. I'm just throwing a random name out there. Legit Layla. That doesn't do anything for me. You can't give me Sheeta versus Emi Sakura. That doesn't do anything for me. To feel like a match made for a, a, a Wembley-level event. 
You know what I mean? So I just don't know what they're going to do unless you're going to run back Tony. Jamie Hayter is not going to be cleared. If Soraya can't wrestle that match and you don't want to put the belt on her, I think that's a bad spot because she's going to be when she's got to be involved in that show somehow. And she's going to get a pop, a huge response from that crowd. So if she is put in a title spot and doesn't win, I think it would I think it would be detrimental. But I don't know who else you put in there. You want to put it back on Brit, I guess. But if you're going to do that and sort of want to have a program at some point with Brit versus Jamie, you better hope Jamie's going to be back soon. I mean, at this point, it feels like we're playing hot potato with this title with people who've already had it. You know what I mean? And that's sort of my problem. Tony's had it. She's got a, you know, Tony had it. She, she won it back. Sheeta had it. Now she's got it back. Britt had it. Britt got it back at one point. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, are we just going to keep passing this to, to prior, you know, prior title holders? Or are we going to make somebody new? So if you want to do it with Willow, cool, but like put her in the spot to do it. You know, if you're going to bring Mercedes in, it's not, I don't think it's going to be for the title unless she is signed up for some sort of deal. Um, well, and I don't even think she's cleared. Like she's, right. she's had that shattered ankle. The I think the reason it kind of feels like it's all the same women hunting around the title at the same time is like this Jamie Hayter injury, I think really fucked things up. Like, I think we were heading toward blood and guts. So it's like, we've just been stuck in the story. Cause that's all that's been felt out. Like that's all that's been offered. So I, I hear you loud and clear, but I, I don't know. To me, it feels like the right move because something needed to happen, and now you have options. It's just a matter of, like, you have to actually plan programming to make it work. So hopefully there's a plan in there. Shlong, you've been quiet. What did you think about this main? I mean, the match was good. Uh, I have no problem with the change because Tony Storm was a fill-in because Hater got hurt, and that's not a knock on Tony Storm, but clearly the plans were severely changed so if they're rebuilding their plans and now Sheeta makes more sense for what they want to go forward i don't have a problem that it's a quick title change back to Sheeta because again you're adjusting on the fly to a major injury and and you were giving tony storm maybe some time because you hoped hater could come back like there's a whole bunch of stuff there uh Sheeta is clearly very still over i mean the the, the the chance in the in the crowd they were they were really into this so she's got a lot of fans. I know she's been a champ before, but it's been a while since she's been in title contention. So it's not like she's always there. I, I feel like, okay, it's something new, new, not something, you know, it's new for now. It's just something to try to, like Kate said, get some momentum in this division. And if they sat back on like, well, we have a plan, maybe hopefully they have a plan now. And that plan makes more sense with she with belt than Tony Storm. Because again, Tony Storm was kind of just like, well, haters hurt. You'll have it, and then you and Hater will have your rematch, and that's the match. And then when you find out Hater's not coming back for a long, 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 long time, you have to sit back and reorganize. So I don't mind taking the belt off Tony then because it just might not make sense to have her have it right now. But is that also a problem with what, how they're using Tony Storm? Because Tony to Storm now just feels like somebody who's a placeholder. Right? Like Thunder Rosa gets hurt, so it's like, well, what are we going to do? Let's give it to Tony Storm. And then they take it off, you know, they take it off Tony Storm. And now in this program, you know, I don't know if she was supposed to take it off a hater, but haters clearly hurt. So she had to get it off her. 
So now she's a placeholder just to get it to Sheeta. Like, I just feel like they're using her as a placeholder, and she's that's not what she is. She's better. Well, Tony's first run was good. The biggest problem is they just wouldn't take off the, the interim title from her. They just wouldn't call the title. But she had a good first run. Uh, this one was a little less, but I think this one, because because they didn't know for so long what they wanted to do. Uh, so, I, I mean, it, it's hard to say if she's just they're just not using her right or whatever. When, again, the first time I thought they used her really well, I thought her title reign was pretty good. She was had a lot of fanfare behind it. This one, no, but this one they might have finally figured out, like, this isn't the route we want to go. We have stories we'd rather tell elsewhere and since this wasn't something they were building to over time they they felt just change it and let's get going do we also think there's a possibility that thunder rose is a lot closer than we thought and they build this to thunder rosa basically getting this back at, at wembley if she's cleared to go uh no because then i think you would have kept it on tony storm because the story was between the two of them, right? Like, Tony Storm took it from Thunder Rosa, who never really lost it. I don't. I think there's more money in that than there would have been in Sheeta versus Thunder Rosa. No, uh, I think the titles very well could just stay on Sheeta for a little bit. It's just a matter of what you book around it. Um, but I, I don't know. A, a face holding that title with as mired as this is like, because you could do matchups we haven't seen before. We haven't seen Sheeta versus Ruby Soho. We haven't seen Sheeta versus Soraya, if that's where you are going to go. Like, there's there's some refreshing like, new blood that you can have there, and, and Sheeta can fucking go in the ring. So that's that part of it I'm looking forward to. Not that Tony Storm couldn't, but like, for a new matchup's sake, and for having a face hold the title again sake, like, she's the only, like, face that's held that title really in a long time because Britt was heel when she had it. Tony's been heel. Like it's kind of refreshing to have somebody that we're supposed to be cheering for on, on the side of it. But the other thing too, Kate is I think there, you could set up if Thunder Rosa were to come back and take it off Sheeta, that's an easy enough way to set it up. Tony storm wanting a, another shot at that title and being like, you know, I want my shot. Yeah. You know, I, I, I can have you beat. You know, uh, I want to beat you for the title. And to your point, Ant, too, I think creatively she she got shafted a little bit, but I think it actually says a lot about what they think of her as a wrestler, that in both times that they were uncertain, they were like, this is the person we're going to put it on to steer the ship. I, I think actually they view her very highly if they trust her in, in that role. But I, I agree with you that this run has been off, but I think that was also for... Partly their fault because they just never give a shit about this division, but partly for circumstances beyond their control with Jamie, which sucks. That fucking sucks that she Next. can't make it back for this yeah. event. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it's a. I have very mixed feelings clearly about how this all went down, but we'll see where they go with this. They have to build something here. They clearly have to build a title match for Wembley. They have to build some sort of story. Sheeta is just getting back to sort of wrestling full time, right? So it's like, okay, let's get something going now. There now to me, there can be no excuses, right? Like now, if this wasn't if 
the plan wasn't for Tony to have it. And now this is the reset, right? You put it on Sheeta. There are no excuses to not set something up because if they don't, then, then what are we like? We say it all the time. What are we doing? But seriously, if they don't set something up now, what the fuck are we doing? Agree. Awful. Uh, If they don't do something like that, that was the show. Uh, Why don't we touch on some news and notes? Uh, a few things, quick hitters. Um, the, uh, there were some notes coming out of, uh, blood and guts last week that, um, uh, apparently, uh, in a sports illustrated report, uh, the news was that, uh, it was a busy day, quote unquote, on blood and guts Wednesday that made it difficult for everyone to get together to sort of plan out the match like they normally would. Uh, which is why it ran long. There were supposed to be about 10 minutes of television left after the finish. During that time, that's when we were going to get the BCC Elite handshake with Kenny Omega's promo, which should have aired on TV. It did not. There was also a big moment planned for Hangman Adam Page that had to get cut due to the time issues, but outside of what happened after Dynamite went off the air, everything else was said to have been hit. So, um, you know, just uh just some notes on sort of wrapping up blood and guts that happened um you know uh there was also uh some other things that came out that the bed of nails shocking john moxley's idea um so take that for what it will but uh just a couple errors uh sort of working out the timing did you see abushi's thing too that um he was like, I was moving like an old man because my wrestling boots are thin and I stepped on tacks. Yes, I did too. Everyone was like, Abushi looks terrible in this match. And then he was like, yeah, because I couldn't fucking walk during it. <laughs> oh my God, amazing. Um, something else that came out over the last week, uh, Pro Wrestling Insider reported that uh, AEW has hired Chris Hero full-time as a backstage producer. Uh, they say that he's officially on board full-time as a producer. Uh, and PW Insider was told that he had gotten higher marks from those who they've spoken with. Uh, he's 43 years old, former Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champion with Claudio Casagnoli. Um, he hasn't competed in ring since 2020 uh, when he wrestled under the name Cassius Ono for NXT. Uh, and he was one of the many wrestlers who got cut during the uh, earliest weeks of the pandemic. Um so he was uh, working backstage on a trial basis for AEW, starting with the premiere episode of Collision on June seventeenth. Um, but um, nothing, nothing is indicating that he will have anything going beyond working backstage. Um, so, uh, so keep that in mind. But apparently, Chris Hero full time in AEW as a producer. Let's hope he works his way into ROH. Please. Um, we also talked last week about Roosh resigning. Uh, apparently, um, uh, there was, uh, something in the wrestling observer claiming that, um, other offers, um, that were tweeted about, um, sort of weren't enough, uh, to compete with, um, sort of how much Tony Khan cared, uh, sort of beyond the money too. Right. Um, the word is that uh, regarding the situation with WWE and Roosh, the explanation from multiple people 
uh, is that uh, they were interested in him for NXT and understood that they'd have to make an offer much bigger than just about anyone in NXT um, uh, because he'd uh, get a big offer from AEW. However, WWE never made an official offer because they had found out what AEW offered uh, and they knew that there was no way he was going to go to the WWE. So uh, someone in the WWE called the offer, quote, insane money. So uh, I don't mind seeing Roosh in uh, in AEW. I like what we've seen out of him. I think there's a lot for him to sink his teeth into. So good for Roosh. Agreed. Insane money, apparently. So good for him. Uh, we have to sort of talk about it. Um, some reports had come out. Uh, Lufisto, um, spoke out about sort of some of the things that had, uh, she had experienced, uh, in the AEW locker room. Um, and, uh, she said that, um, uh, she experienced, uh, she, she had talked about her experience when she worked a trios match with Emmy soccer and the bunny against Anna J Ruby Soho and sky blue in April, 2022 elevation taping. Um, uh, and, uh, she doesn't think the blame should go on Tony Khan's booking, uh, his manage his management skills on the other hand, uh, something else to be sort of said for that. She said, it's cute how people blame booking for bad women's division, talent with too much power, talent de- denigrating each other, talent trash-talking potential employers uh, so they never get in as soon as they walk in. It starts there. Uh, so uh, we'll see. But um, She did a, an interview with Sean, and it's, yep. it's rough. It, it's a, it's a not, not a fun listen, but... A very, very honest one. You beat me to it. Uh, the fact that uh, she did a, a an interview with Sean for Fightful, uh, and they sort of, Sean went into detail about some of the things they discussed. So it is out there. I won't go through all of it, but she did not have glowing reviews for the women's locker room. But it's not the first time we've heard about that. So, Correct. Uh, let's see. Uh, sorry, this uh, didn't open. Uh, for those who uh, maybe didn't see it, uh, after Collision went off the air, um, MJF sort of uh, gave his endorsement to FTR. Um, so um, he said uh, there was a group, it was called the Pinnacle, and I think it's fair to say we had as a group a whole lot left in the tank. Unfortunately, things didn't go the way we wanted to. And that was because at the time I was too arrogant to realize how great FTR is. I'll make no bones about it, me and Cash. At one point in time, you and I got along. Me and you, and he's talking about Dax. Eh. But I got to tell you, after tonight, I got to say you are. We got some differences. I'm a New York yuppie. You're Southern, right? Uh, You hit hard. I do eye pokes. I'm old money. You're new money. But if there's one thing I can say we have in common, it's that we love professional wrestling tonight, whether it means anything to you or not. The AEW world champ uh, wanted to say to you, and you, uh, now more than ever, it's apparent you two are the best tag team in the world. And I don't want to hear about Collision versus Dynamite. I don't want to hear about Kaboomers versus Colliders. Because at the end of the day, what this sport needed was an alternative. And that is why this company was made. The way I see it, we're all on Team AEW for now until 2024. But we can talk about that later. So 
MJF uh, sort of doing the same thing that uh, the elite did with uh, the BCC, sort of burying the hatchet, hatchet, putting them over, talking about the pinnacle. Uh, we talked about it before, but the elite uh, have resigned um, yeah. with uh, all elite wrestling. Uh, and um, that came out in uh, sports illustrated. Um it was said the elite have uh, been so important uh, by Tony Khan. I'm sorry. The elite have been so important to the launch of AEW with the young bucks going all in. When I first approached them in 2018 about my dream to create an international pro wrestling promotion. Shortly after that, their part, uh, their partners and closest friends, Kenny Omega and hangman Adam page joined us to formally launch all elite wrestling. All four of them have been instrumental, instrumental to AEW success from the very first episode of dynamite in 2019 through present day. Now, as we celebrate tonight's 200th episode of Dynamite, I'm excited to share that Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and Hangman Adam Page will all be staying in AEW for years to come. We look forward to celebrating the great news with fans around the world. Um, so uh, Matt Jackson told SI, ultimately, I made the best decision for my family. Working in AEW will allow me the most time with my children, and they're still at, young, uh, at the young age. They need their dad home as much as possible. Having the strongest marriage possible with my wife, Dana, is, is so important to me as well. When wrestling is finished, I want to come home to a full, healthy home. The entire elite was going to make the decision of where we were going together, and that's what we did. We stuck together, which isn't typical in wrestling business. But again, I used the word family earlier. We're not just locker room pals. We're more like a family, and we did what we what the family wanted. So uh, good news. They're all staying. Uh, again, it's for years. Um, so uh, terms of the deals haven't been released as of yet when that was written today. Maybe they came out and I hadn't seen them. But um, I think it's a four-year deal. I was going to say the thought is a three or four year deal. So either way, they're going to be there. Good for business. Good for them. And everybody rolls on. Uh, let me see. The other news that came out was that. Um, uh, sorry, I lost my place. The leader of another group that's been with the company since day one. Um was not thrilled to see all the hullabaloo about the elites new deals. Uh, no one on his squad uh, has a corporate title. And while they've uh, been involved in some pretty big moments in the company's history, they've never been as integral as hangman, Kenny uh, and uh, Matt and Nick. Um, so evil Uno took it on himself to say that the dark order has also resigned. Where's our press release. Um, so, uh, he also put out all dark order wrestling. So fightful did confirm that it's not kayfabe jealousy. The dark order did sign new three-year contracts with AEW. Uh, neither they nor evil Uno specify which members of the group resigned. Um, uh, so it looks like, uh, you know, uh, the dark order and the true, uh, the dark order who evil Uno calls the true heart and soul of AEW have resigned. Uh, with uh, the company, so. So did they, Kip Sabian. I'm sorry. So did Kip Sabian. Yes, Kip Sabian did as well. Yes. Uh, so it's good. Uh, we've been hearing that uh, they've been working on sort of uh, with bigger money deals to, I guess, keep the talent on their roster. 
looks like those wheels are in motion. So uh, a couple other things that came out. I'm not going to dig too deep into them. Tony Khan responded to Triple H calling them a secondary promotion. You can go out there and sort of find that. Uh, it's hilarious. Britt Baker did react to uh, the book Women's Division Better Sign. Uh, some of what she said, um, you know, uh, makes sense. Some of seemed a little confusing to me, but basically she was like, you can be vocal, but you shouldn't tweet about everything, uh, which also makes sense. So, uh, that is out there for you to see. Um, she, uh, did an interview, uh, during, uh, promotion for the 200th episode. Uh, I think what we can all agree on is they do need to book the women's division better. The last thing I have is there were some updates from TK uh, about um, uh, uh, the health of Brian Danielson, Jamie Hader, uh, and Jamie Hader as far as their injury goes. Uh, injuries go. So, um, in an interview uh, with for PW Insider Elite, uh, he said uh, about Danielson and Hader. Well, those are two great talents to top uh, to the top stars in AEW. Um, Jamie Hayter and, of course, American Dragon Brian Danielson. They are different situations. I think there's a little more clarity as to when Brian Danielson will be back from his injury. I'm very excited to get Brian back. I don't want to put a timetable because it's challenge. It's a challenging injury and a tough recovery, but I'm confident Brian will be back later this year. I'm still not sure when Jamie Hayter will be cleared, and she doesn't know. Uh, she doesn't know, and we don't know, uh, but hopefully sooner rather than later. Brian, I'm very confident you'll see in a matter of months, though. Um, so there there are reports out there that some people are saying it might not be likely to see Jamie Hayter before the end of the year, which would certainly not be good. Uh, so that's as much as TK would tell us about anything, and probably as much as he knew. So. Um, I don't know. That sucks. Really want to see Jamie Hayter back as soon as she, she can get back. But obviously, um, you know, we'll see what happens. I don't know. But that's it, guys. I got nothing else. A lot of stuff happening. A lot of stuff. Yeah, got some re-signings. That's always good. Re-signings are good. Oh, uh, somebody just sent me, um, that um. Uh, while they haven't been able to confirm why PW Insider did confirm NWA's Camille replaced Charlotte Flair in the upcoming Mildred Burke biopic, Tony Storm also replaced Liv Morgan in the cast. Look at that. I guess good for Tony Storm. Yeah, that's just weird. It, they were like halfway through filming that. That's very odd. That why they took the belt off her? Because she's got a movie role now? She's got she's to gotta go play Mildred Burke. <laughs> I guess that's why. Lord. Anyway, um, that's it for us. Why don't we uh, plug anything we got to plug? Uh, I'm going to throw it to legal counsel first because I don't know what he might have to plug. But if you'd like to give any parting words, this is uh, your time, sir. You've got to unmute yourself. Unmute yourself. Got it. Um, again, it was just a pleasure to be with all of you this evening, particularly um, the uh folks in the chat um you had me laughing like throughout the entirety of of uh tonight's podcast i really appreciate your openness and your warmness and i think that that's really ultimately what 
pro wrestling is about the community. And uh, I don't know. It, it was a lot of fun, and I appreciate the opportunity. Um, JoeWalshLaw.com. Go check it out. It'll be under construction here soon, but you can find me in uh, Michigan City, Indiana, if you are ever in trouble. And if you're not in trouble, well, call somebody else. <laughs> Thank you, legal counsel. Kate, why don't you uh, tell the people where they can find you? Well, not only am I going to be at Excite Wrestling doing commentary this weekend, but it's going to be at Speedy Fest. Guys, Speedy Fest, Binghamton's greatest claim to fame. Come on. I was just going to say, do am I supposed to know what Chicken speed? Speedies are our Binghamton's finest food. It's basically a marinade that is native to the area, but it's also a balloon rally. And it's also not only going to have hot air balloons and a giant cook-off and music, it's going to have Excite Wrestling with Matt Cardona there, which is pretty neat. Um, all three days, I'm going to be there Saturday and Sunday. Uh, doing commentary there every Monday. You can find me on Fightful Select talking about how bad Raw is. Tuesdays talking about NXT. Wednesdays right here at the Mark Order. Thursdays talking about ROH. Fridays talking about SmackDown. The rest of my shit is at Fightful when I'm not here. Um, and also Sundays on Fightful Overbook doing Kate and Joel call it in the ring, but probably not this Sunday because I'm going to be doing commentary and the SummerSlam post show on Select. So I gave a thumbs down to Matt Cardona because if it's not Zack Ryder, I don't care. Woo, woo, woo. You know it. Schlong, tell the people where they can find you. Uh, you can find me here on Wednesdays. You can find me at uh, all on our socials, at Mark Order Pod, and especially I run our Twitter. It's going to be Twitter. Uh, you can also follow my history blog, hereforhistory.com, and underscore at hereforhistory on social. So as Ryan said, find us on all of our socials, at Mark Order Pod. That's Twitter or X, whatever you're calling it. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Any one of those places, and you could always go to the link tree in our bio to find links to all our other socials. Um, thank you to everybody who watched along live tonight. We appreciate you as always. Asian Joe, Jesse Ozog, Marky Mark, Kfabe, 1LT Photo, Slonamite, Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, I can't scroll all the way back. There's way too many comments. But thank you to everybody who I did not mention either. We appreciate you as always. Um, Thank you to everybody who's listening in podcast form. We appreciate you as well. If any of you guys who are listening in podcasts have never watched us on, on YouTube, certainly go check it out. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and to anybody watching or listening, uh, we would appreciate if you took some time. If you enjoy what you're, you're hearing, give us a, a follow on our socials, subscribe, like, rate, review on YouTube or any podcast platform. We're also now on YouTube Music. Uh, so, uh, you can add us to your mu YouTube music list, uh, and always, uh, get the episodes there. Um, which is also interesting is you can watch the video feed on YouTube music, or you can just listen to the audio. They won't even, uh, play the video for you. So you don't have to have, keep your phone on, but, uh, we thank you in advance for those who, uh, can take the time to do it. It doesn't seem like it's going to help us in any way, but trust us, it does help. And, uh, we could certainly use the support. Um, we'll also plug the pro wrestling tees. We got one new sale tonight. Can it be two? I don't know. Let's see. Do, but you, support women? do you support women? Good call, Kate. 
uh, then head over to prowrestlingtees.com slash markorderpod or just go to Pro Wrestling Tees and search for Mark Order Podcast or even easier, go to the link tree in our bio and click the button for our store and you'll find four shirts for sale. Pick one up and any of the money you spend there comes back to our show uh, to help us uh, uh, sort of fund some of the things we need to fund for this fine program. Thank you in advance to everybody who ordered a shirt. Hey, thanks, buddy, for the support. Uh, and, um, you know, thank you to everybody who's already ordered a shirt. We appreciate all of you. Thank you, as always, for listening. We will be back next week to talk about episode 201. Wow. Doesn't have as much fanfare as 200, right? No. But we're working our way to 169. We're nice. Still, we're still pretty far, but we're getting there slowly and steadily. 169. Noise. So thanks again, everybody. We'll be back next week here on the Mark Order Podcast. This concludes the Mark Order Podcast. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Join the Mark Order.